Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 47 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Araj Dolashai, and my two co-pilots for this evening's space adventure is the millennial of the moment, <laughs> Mr. Carlos Buarguayo, and the winner of the Rogue One Army trivia game, still reigning champion, unlike Manny Pacquiao. Oh, got Jim. Mr. Les. Crunch, crunch is more. Gonzalez <laughs> is in the house. Unanimous. Unanimous. Champ. Unanimous decision champion over That's there. That's right. That's right, Johnny Grosso. Unanimous. <laughs> and we have a very, very special guest host today from the renowned Star Wars website, the Star Wars Underworld, and from the renowned Star Wars podcast, mm -hmm. the Star Wars Underworld, the very first Star Wars podcast I ever listened to, ever, head writer, podcast host, a big Toronto Blue Jays fan, <laughs> a man that I call Dominic, but hopefully after this podcast, I can call him Dom, Mr. <laughs> Dominic Jones. What's up, Dominic? Hey, guys. It's great to be here. Yeah, you can call me Dom. Oh, I, that was, fantastic. It, it, it's, it's weird. Like, in most situations, I, I was Dominic growing up. But it, it, anytime I got to sports, I, like anytime I was playing hockey or baseball, the coaches just they just assumed they could call me Dom. And so I just got used to it. Uh, so, yeah. But also, I like that renowned Star Wars. You like that? I like, you like that? Sorry, yeah. just, I, I like that. That's a good one. You're I'll, and I, I'm I'm honored that we were the that we were your first um, your first Star Wars podcast. That's yes, really cool. You de-virginized me with yeah the yeah Star you Wars popped world. this cherry. That, that's yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're known for over there. That's, <laughs> <what we do. laughs> that's right. That's right. Super pumped up because of that to uh, have you on. I know um, you're a big sports fan. You're a big Toronto Blue Jays fan, and and I just found out you're a Maple Leafs fan, which is yep, unbelievable. Yep. And we are all big sports and geeks of all geekdom. Mm -hmm. So, and I always listen to you guys and I hear you talk about Star Wars and you guys are like experts on, um, in the field of Star Wars, but I wanted you on because I wanted to hear your other geekdom. Mm -hmm. I mean, the things that you like, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, you might hate all the stuff that I'm saying, but, <laughs> but can't wait to get your take on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Sounds going to be great. I, I'm, I'm big into, you, you mentioned Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. I'm big into, Game of Thrones, but I've never seen an episode of Walking Dead. Is that bad? Oh, no, it's not bad. No, it's not is. bad at all. Yeah, well, sad. yeah, we're, we're going to yell at you a little bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> but after this, after this episode, you're going to start binging it. Yes. 
I sat through two Walking Dead panels in Hall H at Comic Con a couple of years ago to get to the Star Wars one. Oh, but, that's right. <laughs> I've watched. So you probably know probably a lot of stuff about the Walking yeah. Dead. You don't even you haven't even seen it. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I I was trying. Those were the panels where I was like, okay, maybe I can try and sleep through That's this. What and then I you, thought. That's then what I thought. Then you like a snap Look up and oh my god, there's a zombie on the screen. It's like maybe <laughs> right. That's not the right time to sleep. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, before we get into it, let's give our uh, shenanigans out here real quick. So you can find us on Instagram, the Sithless. Our Facebook page is at symbol the Sithless Podcast. Our email, the Sithless at gmail we have a hotline number, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And we have a T Public store where you can find the finer clothings selections of the Sith List on mm-hmm. T Public. Just look up the Sith List and you'll find us. Or you can look up Yari 2112, JRI 2112. You can find our storefront. And you can also find Mr. Les Gonzalez on, on Twitter at at less is more 78 did you forget less and yeah. boo? at the sith list boo and you can find dominic jones at dominic j25 there it is he look how quick he was he's mm. a professional this. <laughs> we're still rookies dominic yeah i brain no. harder right there <laughs> yeah. and you can find uh, me obviously in the sith list basket at the sith list there it is all right before we get into our box office I, Dom, I, I, I call him Dom. That's oh, very look cool. At that. That's very Fair. cool. Nope. Go, just roll with it. Just yes. go, roll. Dom, can you talk about how you got into this whole Star Wars world and, and the underworld and how the podcast evolved and how your life has changed completely with all the cool people you've met and all that stuff? <laughs> that, that is very accurate. That is very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Underworld started as like a Facebook page. It was just a, a Facebook page that Ben Hart, uh, was my co-host on the podcast. He just sort of, he's sitting around one day. He's like, I like Star Wars. I got Facebook. I should start a Star Wars Facebook page. That is exactly <laughs> how he sounds, by the way. That's, that's how he sounds. That's how he sounds. I can't do quite as good an impression as as uh, Johnny Grasso can, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, um, almost there. Uh, and so he started this Facebook page and some other people got involved, including um, our other co-host, Chris Siegel. And they sort of start growing the Facebook page and they would post uh, pictures and videos and, you know, whatever you post on Facebook pages. And uh, eventually they decided they wanted to launch a website. And so they created StarWarsUnderworld.com and then they put out a call like, anybody interested in writing for us? And I had just gotten into, uh, gotten back into Star Wars in a big way. I'd started listening to Star Wars podcasts. I'd gone to, uh, Celebration 5 in Orlando. And so I was like getting right, getting right into Star Wars. I was excited about it and, and watching Clone Wars again and all that stuff. And, and so I was like, Oh, I, I, I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer. I want to do that. And so I started writing. I think the first thing I wrote about was like the relaunch of Star Tours or something, you know, uh, you know, yeah, these were the big stories back, <laughs> back, back in the day, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, back when movies were a crazy notion. <laughs> right. uh, and, and so I just started writing and, and, if, and sort of became friends with those guys. And, and eventually the Star Wars Underworld podcast started and it was, Chris and sometimes Ben and some other people and and the podcast went through some various iterations and people uh left for various reasons and and other people came in and then left and and uh at some point I sort of wound up in sort of like a rotation of hosts and and guest hosts and backup hosts and all that sort of thing and eventually it just sort of got to the point where it 
it, it, there was never a moment of like, okay, it's just going to be the three of us. It just sort of became, well, we're the only three that are doing it. So we're going to, we're going to run with this as the, the, uh, Chris Ben and Dominic show essentially. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and that, that's kind of how the, the podcast, uh, came into its own. And then, you know, it, it evolved. Like I, it's, it's been going since, uh, how long, how long has it been going? <laughs> I think it's, it started also, the podcast itself started like September 2011. And my first episode wow. was sometime in December. Wow. And so you've been there for, since, yeah, pretty much the beginning. Yeah. And, and so, and then, and then, like I said, there was some evolve, sort of some shake up and change. And, uh, and really, I think the podcast started coming into its own sort of, late 2013 early 2014 so it, it took uh it took a lot of figuring it out and we were you know we were pretty pretty young uh to be trying to podcast and stuff and so it, it, eventually we managed to, to get it going and and you know and just in the last few years like you mentioned yeah uh, going to like celebrations and comic cons and stuff and we've gotten to meet some pretty incredible people like uh you know jason ward from making star wars and, and the whole making star wars crew over oh, there those guys are great Amanda, yeah, those guys are fantastic. And Steel, of course. I actually, my, um, greatest contribution to Star Wars fandom, I think, was, uh, introducing, uh, Steel Saunders to Jason Ward. I think that, that is what I will go down as, uh, that is, yeah. that is huge. <laughs> that is, speaking of Steel, by the way, we're going to have him on in August. I talked to him a couple of days ago and, and he's coming on in August. So that's, that's right. We're really excited about that mm-hmm. too. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then people like, yeah, uh, Johnny and, and Haas and just everybody, uh, you know, Jared and, and all, all these incredible people in the last few years. And, and, you know, I think it all sort of came together quite nicely at, at celebration sure. in Orlando a couple months sure. ago. And yeah, sure. And, That's mm-hmm. right. I met, I met you for the first time and I met yeah. Ben. I don't know if I met Chris. I don't think I did, but what an amazing, uh, what an amazing event and mm-hmm. amazing time to meet everybody. And we, we've talked about it on this uh, podcast a million times, but that was like a potpourri of, happiness <laughs> it was just awesome it was just awesome it was, it was pretty incredible and and you know that celebration i, mean, I always sort of look back at i look back at it, it as sort of like very mixed experience like it was so horrendously run in some ways but yeah. like it did it didn't bother me as much as it would have in previous years because I had this like whole other side of the convention which was like meeting meeting people like you and 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 getting this gathering of of uh, of Star Wars people together that had sort of come to know over the last few years and and so it it sort of counteracted and, and greatly overshadowed in a way all of the official stuff and the official problems and yeah and all. no I know exactly what you're talking about and and hopefully the next not you know, the next one coming around, knock on wood, crossing fingers is in mm-hmm. Anaheim so we can get best of I both so. worlds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. I hope so. Yeah. That would be amazing. Well, that's, that's great, man. Thank That's the whole community is just coming together. It's, it's been unbelievable. We say it tons of times on this podcast that the amount of people in the so called business of podcasting with Star <laughs> Wars, the community has been so open and so helping. And so you just, you ask questions and they answer it instantly. They come on our podcast. Like, like you said, we're, we're just the beginner podcast as well. I mean, we're only 47 episodes mm-hmm. in hearing you say that it took a year or two for you guys to hit your stride. It, it gives us hope. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I, I, let, me, let, me you, let me tell you, you guys are starting from far, uh, far greater than we were when we were starting because we were really. I don't recommend going back and, and finding those uh, those original <laughs> Star Wars Thunderbolt. Oh, no, that's, that's funny you say that because I, I got a message from somebody saying, hey, I just started listening to your episodes. 
I'm on episode one. I'm going to just start binging it. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please start with like episode 16 or 20. Yeah. But podcasts, you really, when you want it, when you binge them, you really want to listen in reverse order. Exactly. <laughs> you want yes. exactly. Oh, with the man. good stuff, work your way back. And, and it's like a, it's a voyage of discovery to, you'll, you'll hear some like inside joke in the first or second episode you listen to. And then after listening to, you know, 30 some odd episodes, you'll find the place that it began and go, Oh, so that's what all of that was. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, that's super cool. Well, that's great, man. That's great. You uh you you ready to get in some geekdom? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. So let's let's start off with the box office. This is crazy to me. I like I, I looked at the box office totals by from mojo.com, by the way, boxofficemojo.com. And despicable me, $75.4 million this weekend. Adam Blades, a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that is. Who's looking at me like I'm crazy? Worldwide, 192 million. Jesus, people like the minions that much? I swear, I couldn't, Fuck. I couldn't, because I was expecting Baby Boy to do a little bit better than it did. Baby it's, Driver. I'm sorry, Baby, I put Baby Boy in the show notes. Uh. Ba- baby Driver. <laughs> was it Baby Boy, that Tyree movie? Tyrese, yeah. Tyrese, yeah, yeah. Baby Driver made $21 million. Hmm. Yeah. Transformers, $17 million. <laughs> and Wonder Woman still kicking ass at $16 million. Wow, that's still pretty good. Yeah, we saw Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Less you didn't see Baby Driver. No, Dom, did you see Baby Driver at all? I've not seen it yet. Okay, I'm yeah, looking no, forward to seeing it. Yeah, it looks no, good. Yes, yes, it, it is. It. it is. I'm gonna have Boo. You want to talk a little bit about Baby Driver without spoiling it? By the way. Oh yes, I would love to. First off, let me get this out of the way. You guys should see this movie before we talk about it or anything like that. Go see it. You know, people were apprehensive by the trailers and stuff like that. They weren't really knowing what was going on. Go see it. Go, go see it. 100% recommendation. Not to toot my own horn, but about this being one of the better movies of the year. Thankfully, I was right. Toot my own not, horn. Trying not to. I'm really not, but I'm trying to, you know, give it as much credit as, as it can get because it really does deserve it. The soundtrack, the music in the, in the movie is like its own character, which is really cool. And something that you don't see in the trailers or anything like that is the kind of choreography with the music is really, really well done. It's something that, that really surprises you. And you're just like, wow, that was, that was really cool to watch the, some of the shots and the action sequences and stuff like that. Yeah. With the music are really, really awesome to see. Everybody does great. Kevin Spacey, uh, John Bernthal, who I think should have been in the movie more. Way uh, more. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, John Hamm. Everybody does a great job. I forgot the main actor's name. It's kind of hard to say, but uh, actual baby driver, he's awesome. He does a really good job, really good actor. And then one thing I, I, I know, I, I think it should be said more. The way Kevin Spacey delivers his lines is better than anybody else. He yeah. does such a fantastic job, and especially in this movie, because it's very well written and everybody's lines are very good. Kevin Spacey does a fantastic job. Great character. Very, very good movie. Everybody should go see it. So go for you're, it. You're, you're giving it two thumbs up. Yes. I, 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 I don't know if you should get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's only... I think the, it dipped down to like 97. That's that's still <laughs> a little still pretty high. amazing. I'd, yeah. I'd say really high 80s, like 89, 88, 87. Right. And maybe about under 95. So right around there. That's still unbelievable. That's still, yeah, that's still great. And a, and a definite two thumbs up and people should go see it. Absolutely. The actor's name is Ansel Elgort. I think. That guy. Yeah. He does if a I'm great not, job I'm as well. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. Yeah. But, yeah that's, no, that's right. I think, Dom, I think he actually tried out for the Han Solo film. Yeah. It was rumored for a while to be at least in the running. And then 
I was watching the trailer the other day and I sort of was looking at him and he looks kind of dressed like Han Solo at oh, some that's point. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. I, they, I said it looked, that too. It looked mm-hmm. like they when I saw the trailer, I, I was like, oh, this is, I thought oh, he you, got. Yeah, that's right. You thought it was him. Remember I said a couple episodes, yeah. I'm all, didn't he get Han Solo? Mm-hmm. And you guys are like, no, 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 it's Aaron Reich. And yeah. I'm like, I the other guy this, with the weird name that starts with A. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then I thought this movie was just an introduction. So I leaned over to the person I was with and I was like, oh, they're introducing us to Han Solo. And that's what I said when yeah. I saw the trailer. Yeah. But I think he was in the final running, like final four or final mm. ten or something. Yeah. I think it was him, Alden, the guy from Kingsman. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Egg- 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 yeah. And mm. Egg- that guy, Jack Rayner. I think those were like the final five or something like that. And yeah. then it got to Alden, this guy, and, and, and Taron Egerton, and then they ultimately went with Alden. Yes. And, and it, well, this guy, yeah, like you said, he is wearing that vest throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm, that's and, his, like, number one jacket. Yeah, yeah. And, and throughout the movie, I was like, dude, this guy looks like Han Solo mm-hmm. a little bit. He's a ki- he's kicks ass. And, and my real quick synopsis, not synopsis, but review of this thing is, Boo's completely right. The music is a character, so much so it's like a Tarantino type of feel. Yes. The, the writing and screenplay, it's so refreshing to see and hear original content. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Edgar Wright nails it. He's phenomenal. By the way, Edgar Wright wrote Ant-Man. Yes. And he was supposed to direct it and he backed off and, and actually hasn't even seen it. Mm-hmm. By he, the way. Should, he, he should see he it. He doesn't want to see it. He should. But it, definitely go see it. I had a little problem with the ending, just a little tiny problem with the ending, but yep. that's it. And visually it was great. The choreography with the cars and him, the dance. I'm going to say dancing. It's not a musical. It's not like La La Land where he's dancing around. But <laughs> he moves a lot in the movie. Yeah. Because he listens to music and he has to. And you'll mm-hmm. find out why when you see it. But definitely go see it. It was great. But to to clarify what Araj is saying, not the ending specifically, the like last three minutes. Yes, the last three minutes. The, the, the ending is fine. The ending is fine. It's the last like three minutes of the actual movie yeah. is, is like – the only like low point in the movie and it's not even that bad it's just kind of unnecessary yeah they did. it's yeah, not exactly. bad it's just unnecessary so right. yeah exactly okay cool so there's your review so transformers you, you already heard our take last week it sucked ass cool. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> it, it, despicable me yeah it was about, did you see it dom what transformers yeah no. good. good good for you i'm not good going i haven't seen one of those since the first one like i remember when the first one came out everybody was like yeah, these are awesome. And I went and saw it. I was like, yeah, it was great. Explosions. It was fun. And then the, then after that, it's like, I couldn't care less about the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll yeah, see that it's... once. I'll have some fun with robots punching each other. And I don't need to see five more of these things. Exactly. Or however yeah. many, what are, what are we on now with this one? Is this five? Yeah, we're at five. This, this is, five. is five. There's going to be six. Yeah. There's going to be six. And there's and like 13 like, other yeah, more stories like to be told. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, awful. Yeah. Just awful. Transformers sucks. Don't see it. Wonder Woman, fantastic. Really good. That's still doing really well. And it's just, it's just surpassing all the other DC mm-hmm. films. And we'll talk about the DC films in a, in a second. But, but there you go. There is your box office review for the weekend and also for Baby Driver. Now, there was a, we talked a couple, about a month ago, we talked about a Death Note official trailer. Mm-hmm. Dom, are you into anime and all that stuff? I'm not. I, I am not. I, I'm not either. So don't worry. Not I'm not either. <laughs> but we have two people here that are. That'll help us out. So Netflix has one of the biggest and, and most popular animated anime films ever and storylines, mm-hmm. Death Note, and they are making it a series. And we played a little teaser trailer about a month ago, and they have an official trailer now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play the official trailer, and I'm going to get your, you two to take on it. And me and Dom can just sit here and just uh, listen to you guys because we have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) But here we go. 
All the people that make life miserable. Make life dangerous. What if we can change things? your death note trailer it sounds like the green goblin is in the fucking movie <laughs> or the show it is william defoe he he plays a character so i'm gonna start off with less what is this thing about the trailer looks pretty damn cool it's about some kind of note and they try to save the world so just break it, it down for it's us. a typical i don't want to say typical but we've seen this story before where there's someone who gets a piece of equipment sometimes it's the uh the monkey paw or the, um, you know, like these mystic, mystical, yeah. uh, things where if you say someone's name or you point something out, then something will happen. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is though, is he's supposed to use this for certain gains, not just for like his own personal thing of like, Oh, I hate my stepfather. So I'm going to have his name written. It's supposed to be a notebook. Okay. So it's like a little like planner or something like that. It's like a book that's been around for ages. And if you write someone's name in there, they're going to die. So the idea is to start being more precise, pick certain things, you know. He's always being encouraged, though, by the avatar of this thing to, like, go ahead, do it. Give, the avatar of this thing is William Defoe. Yes, it's, okay. he, he's a he's a demon. And gotcha. he's always saying, go ahead, you know, give me someone to kill. Give Egging me him on, yeah. He's always going, is that who you want? Write their name down. I'll take care of it. He's, like, thirsty for this. He needs to, like, be working. Gotcha. So it's basically like a hit list. The idea, though, is to put I'm glad they're doing a series instead of trying to bring it to, you know, the big screen as a movie. It's hit or miss with anime for sure. But okay. we'll see how this goes. Dominic, are you do you watch Netflix a lot? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't say I'm, a, I'm all caught up on most things, but I've, I've watched, uh, you know, I've watched a bunch of the stuff. I watched the first couple of seasons of House of Cards. I watched uh, 
I uh, watched Master of None and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, I watched 13 awesome. Reasons Why. Um, okay. But uh, I haven't I haven't hit them all. But I've, okay. I've seen. I've watched que- a couple of them. Question for you: What has been your favorite Netflix original series so far? It's going to be a tough one. I know it's a tough one, but I kind of I kind of got to go with uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous and. But it's also it's 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 very funny and it can be kind of edgy at times, but it never it, but it's also very warm and, and kind of goofy and, and you don't feel like it doesn't feel dark, even if it's sometimes dealing with pretty dark, dark subjects. A miracle today in Dernsville, Indiana, four women rescued from an underground apocalypse cult. It's all still here. I'm not going back. What? I'm staying here. Who's this? I'm your new roommate. I will be very comfortable in here. You got a secret. I am one of the Indiana Mole women. From the news. I spent 15 years in that bunker eating beans out of a Florida Marlins cap. I just want to be a normal person. I'm having candy for dinner. Scram, you stupid ho- Got a job. You'll need to be here by six every morning to get Buckley up for school. Then get me up at ten, but don't wake me up. Please tell me that you're normal. Oh, I'm very normal. I've had everything normal happen to me. You yell in your sleep. You bite my nails. And we still don't know why you're afraid of Velcro. Life beats you up. You can either curl up in a ball and die, or you can stand up and say we're different and you can't break us. Hey, Red, you're making me wish I was those jeans. Well, I wish I was your yellow hat. I've, I've heard rave reviews on this thing. And isn't oh, didn't Tina Fey, isn't she the executive producer yeah. for this? Yeah, she's, she's, I think she created it. Um, and she's, a, she's yes, executive producer and she's in it. Uh, she plays she two is. different roles. She's, she's plays two different roles. And yeah, the first two seasons are, uh, pretty spectacular. The third season was a bit, it, it, it didn't quite live up to the first two seasons, but it still had some, some pretty solid moments. That's great. That's great. And that the main character, who's the, the girl that played in the office. Yeah, she is yeah. so bubbly and so cute yeah. and just so awesome, man. I love. Well, and I think that's oh, yeah. Jimmy Schmidt's she, deal. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She awesome. she carries that show and and she really makes it makes it work. Is 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 that actress? I can't I'm blanking on her name right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Me too. She really It'll come. Work. Yeah, that, I'm gonna give you a show to watch, and I've been telling these two guys here to watch it. If you get a chance to binge Bloodline. Okay. Netflix. Ben Mendelsohn's in it and he is right. amazing in it. And the cast is unbelievable. Sissy Spacek's in it. The guy from Friday Night Lights. I forgot his name. The, the main coach from the show, Friday Night Lights. Mm. Yeah. Bloodline is fantastic. And there's only going to be three seasons. This is the last season they're done. So it'll be about probably about 25 episodes to watch. But if you want good television and good film, that's, uh, definitely watch it. It's amazing. All right, I'll check it out. There you go. And if you uh, don't like it, then uh, don't remember that I referred you to Bloodline. <laughs> <At all. laughs> it's At Kyle all. Chandler, too. The actor's yeah. name is Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. There you go. That was him. Hey, uh, I'm going to ask the same question, actually, to Boo and Les. What's your favorite Netflix originals? I'm going to say, for me, Bloodline, just because just, I just referred That's it. tough. I don't know. That would be a good question. It's it's either got to be Daredevil or Narcos. Oh, I forgot about Narcos, son uh, of a bitch. But if I, if I had to pick one. Damn it. Party Narcos. I forgot about all the damn Marvel ones. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I, you can't, that's the thing about Netflix. You can't pick one, dude. 
Orange is the New Black. The animals, the animals, trap, trap, trap till the cages fall. Oh Ooh. shit! You went off the radar there. Okay. It really, it really is. Except it's, for this season's a little wacky. It's a little wacky, but yeah, it, it's definitely good. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, let's get into some random schmeels. Michael Keaton and Tim Burton are reuniting. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, you want to take a venture on what they're reuniting for? Yeah. <laughs> I really, I think you already Something hinted at it. Uh, Beetle guy, Beetlejuice. What do you think, Beetlejuice? I, I think, yeah, Dom, I think, what do you think? I think you've already said it. Yeah, I, just something crazy. I something crazy. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Michael Keaton, who plays the antagonist for the film Spider-Man: Homecoming, the Vulture, has was recently on Good Morning America, and of course they asked him about reuniting with Tim Burton, and he says, "I definitely am reuniting with Tim Burton." And for what movie? He said, "I'm going to be the villain." In Dumbo, the live action, huh? Which Tim, <laughs> which Tim Burton, yeah. And he said, "I know it's getting old." And him being a villain, uh. um, and then went to uh, praise Tim Burton by saying, "You just want to be around that guy. He's so original and unique, and he's an artist, and it's going to be amazing what he does with this live action Dumbo." So yeah, I was definitely hoping Beetlejuice also. Damn it! Yeah, or, or I'm some kind of crazy but... other original mm-hmm. film, but it's definitely for Dumbo. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know what? That might actually be a cool take. Tim Burton, yeah, to have him put his touch on on a live action Dumbo might actually be pretty cool. Circus yeah, elements, it's definitely mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that much. actually, yeah, sure. I can't wait for that. Dom, what do you think about these live action Disney films? I know there's an Aladdin one coming out with Guy Ritchie. Dumbo's yeah. coming out. Mulan's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, you, have you seen any of them? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I'm really the wrong person to ask because I'm not a Disney person. Like I, I never growing up, my, my family wasn't really into Disney things. The only Disney thing we, uh, we really watched was like the Peter Pan animated movies. Uh, and really just the one. And and so like a lot of people, you know, they talk so fondly of, of Disney movies and I'll either have not seen it or didn't see it until much later in life where I can sort of watch it and go, oh, well, that's that. I, that's fine. I like it. I see why people like like this and, and why it works for them. But it doesn't have it doesn't hold that same place for me. So like these live action versions, like, you know, people were all excited about Beauty and the Beast. And, you know, I, I honestly could care less about that. <laughs> you could, you could give <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> not, not into it. And, and same thing, you know, uh, if, if they're good, then I then I'm, you know, intrigued to see them just as good movies. But I'm I'm not uh, you know despite the fact I am going to D23 next month I'm going to be surrounded by the biggest Disney fans oh, in the world yes, you are and huge, I'm not yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna be there going like can I just stand over here with the Star Wars stuff and pretend <laughs> you guys don't exist um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it's uh, no it, it, I it, if people like it that's great but it's it's not really it's not really for me I don't have that connection with it. Don't, don't, so if you see me at D23 in my Aladdin cosplay, please, please don't <laughs> laugh at me. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there right now. Just, no, no. <laughs> just kidding. No, just kidding. I'm not fully into the Disney, but I grew up born and raised in Orange County. So, and oh. we literally, me and Les work five minutes, less than five minutes from Disneyland. So yes. it's, it's in the air out there. They just pump it in the airwaves, you know? So, it's, it's, yeah. Like the parks, that's the, that's the part of Disney where like, yeah, for me, Disney, the, the best things about Disney are, oops, what they're doing with Star Wars for the most part yes. and um, the parks. Like I, I, I do, you know, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm both uh, cynical enough where I like, I don't go to the parks and like become like overwhelmed by it. But it's, I'm also sort of like, I, I also go in there and I sort of, I 
I get it. I get it. Even if I don't fall into the immediate Disney camp, but there's just something infectious about those places. Where That's it's exactly like, okay, right. My what? dad used to always say, no matter what your problems are, when you walk through those gates and yeah. you walk through main, <laughs> the main street, main street, yeah. main street, you forget about everything. <laughs> I mean, it's like a drug. It's crazy. You can hear the mice humping in the wall. It's amazing. It's, it is truly is amazing. I cannot wait. We'll get into it maybe a little bit later, but I cannot wait for Disneyland's uh, Star Wars Land oh, and uh, what that's going to – oh, man. Uh, the, to, to be honest with you, I'm an annual pass holder. Because they call us pass holes. What a pass hole. Yeah, pass holes. And yeah, I am I am jealous. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm an annual pass holder, and the only reason that I've held on to it is because I know what they're going to do when they open up Star Wars Land. They're going to raise the down payment. And the prices are going to go up. So I'm just holding on to it. So I don't have to pay that crazy down payment when Star Wars <laughs> land comes out. So nice. oh, I can't wait, but we'll definitely get into that in a second. But you know, what's, what's cool with your situation is you haven't seen those Disney cartoons. So like you said, you, you can watch them. Your take with the film would be totally different than ours. Your mm-hmm. take on the film. So that'd be really cool to see what your take is on like the guy, Richie Aladdin. Because you probably haven't sure. seen the original Atlanta, right? I have seen I have seen the original, but I oh, didn't, that I didn't see it as a kid. I saw it. There like, goes that fucking theory, Dom. You should watch Beauty and the Beast or something, and yes. I, maybe that I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah, like I remember the Beauty, the first Beauty and the Beast teaser came out. Uh, my friend Kieran, who does Live from Lothal with us over at Star Wars Underworld, he's like, you gotta watch this trailer. You gotta watch this trailer. It's one of the greatest teaser trailers of all time. And I watched him like that was I guess I guess that was okay. It was yeah. really like well, yeah, it, it beat like it beat Force Awakens mm-hmm. with a number number of downloads. Yep. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. wasn't that Wasn't that great? It was a good movie. It wasn't that great? <laughs> speaking of good movies, speaking of great movies, I don't know if you saw this one, Dom, but The Accountant. Um, yeah. You did see it. Okay, great. They are in talks potentially to. They're in the early stages of making a sequel. That's awesome. Which is fantastic. And it looks like if they do make a sequel, the only way they'll do it is Ben Affleck will be back. Chris Wolf, the original uh, protagonist, he'll be back. Gavin O'Connor and the writer Bill Dubois are currently in talks to come back as well and do a whole second wave of this thing. Sounds great. I love that movie. Yeah, it was very good. It was. Uh, are we going to get Burnthal back? I hope so. Burnthal's cool. alive. Yeah. In, oh, uh, spoiler warning. Oh, man, enough, you right? killed it for everyone. Yeah. Burnthal's <laughs> alive in this one. Yeah, you did you like the accountant, Dom? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I it thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't, it's not it's not one I have a huge opinion on, but I it, I did enjoy the you know two hours or so that I spent watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm definitely good. intrigued to see a sequel. I I would definitely um definitely go see it or at least watch it when it comes on. Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, right. it was uh, it was definitely good enough for me to want to go back and watch it again. Absolutely, yes. yeah. And it wasn't a franchise, which is which is great. It's and franchise pretty, and books, a, but an, an original story too. Yeah. Well, coming from books, coming but from you books. know, it's, it's a new uh, new take on things. You know, it's yeah. nice. Here's a here's a cool thing. This is super cool. And when I read this, I was like, I gotta we gotta talk about this in the podcast. This last weekend, there was a screening of Jaws, Whoa. but there was a screening of Jaws. In the water. I heard about you this. You heard about yeah. this? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, it was a dive in, they called it. Yeah. So listen oh. to this. <laughs> I'm half shark and half Peter. Don't come near me. I will eat you. <laughs> this event had attendees watch the movie, one of the scariest aquatic-based movies of all time. The dive-in screening project will show the movie over water while viewers sit in specifically designed inner tubes 
that they have to use. There's no way of seeing the movie from the land, so there's no chickening out. You have to go in the water. It's also implied that there's unknown terrors that threaten the waters beneath you. Oh, hell so no. So get ready to be scared hell by more than no. just the movie. So imagine going to see fucking Jaws. At night. At night, oh. in the water, in a fucking inner tube, and they got like scuba divers down there. Yeah, just tugging at your <laughs> feet. Just tugging at your feet. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you know how much urine is going to be in that fucking water? Yeah, and, and, and what I heard is that they, they were also, uh, to mess with you, they were chumming the water. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. That's freaking stupid. Fuck yeah. You got to be kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're, they're tossing, you know, you know pig guts and, ha- and fish heads and, oh, and all that God. shit in the water. Yeah, just would to you, fuck with wait, you. Would you do it? Oh, yeah. Less? Wait, you don't like scary movies, Carl? Yeah, how the fuck will you do it? Why you don't even do watch scary shit? movies. That's a full Jaws, Jaws isn't a scary movie. It's wait, scary wait, 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 wait. Back to Chuck up. Ask gonna, the, hold on. Dom's going to say Dominic, something. go ahead. I'm going to defend you. I don't like horror movies or scary movies either, but I do love Jaws. Like, Jaws. Thank you. Jaws crosses that line. Like, it, it does it, cross it, that line, but, but it is considered one of the greatest horror movies. I don't find it a horror movie. I find it a really intense thriller. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. Okay, so now you're sitting in water. Oh, yeah. Watching. <laughs> All for the scary experience. Oh, yeah. Da, it's like walking through a haunted da, house you know, with the guy with the chainsaw and shit like that. They're that's chumming a, the water that's nonetheless. That's a cool experience. And they're going to reach up and put, like, fake teeth on your ankles and shit. Hell <laughs> no, dude. Hell you know how many floating snicker bars are no, going to be? Oh, There's yeah. There's going to be a lot of number two in the water, dude. For oh, sure. Fuck that. I would do it, just but I'd be scared shit. Oh, so, so would I, but it'd be a cool experience. But, but this could start a bunch yeah. of stuff where you're watching movies like Piranha. Oh, oh no. And like Orca. Oh, and yeah. it's like, orca. You just said Orca. It's <laughs> a fucking old movie, man. You just said Orca. Uh, <laughs> so, Don, would you sit in that crazy water filled with chum and snicker bars. <laughs> I, you know, I'd probably do it just for the, for the fun of it. Cause it is one of those things like you, you do know that, that nothing can go wrong, but it, it would be it, like, I think somebody said earlier, like it's like a haunted house, like nothing can go wrong. So why not do it? But it, 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 it would certainly be a weird uh weird experience i might be more up for like watching like finding nemo in the pool <laughs> that, that would be my a bit more, something a little bit more fun but yeah no i, I you know i i enjoy that i enjoy a haunted house every now and again i was at uh universal studios in la in december and we went through the walking dead haunted house and you know i just wonder how often those guys get those guys who jump out at you get punched and, oh, and how much oh, more they have to get paid but there was this like this like family in front of us with two little kids and the two little kids were just <laughs> terrified mm-hmm. and they got out and uh, those parents they 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 deserve the um screaming <laughs> or a six-year-old that they were left with because they thought it would be a good idea to go through the walking dead oh yeah that's uh, awful yeah. that's awful but, but yeah yeah I, I i'd probably i'd probably do it it seems like it'd be a fun way to watch the movie um, a little, yeah. you know yeah there you go i was thinking of what other movies i'd like to see in certain settings and i said maybe friday the 13th at a campsite in the woods <laughs> oh that would be really cool yeah, sitting around a campfire. And yeah. In, oh yeah. hell no! Hell <laughs> yeah! Right next to a lake, you know, no, all, all no, nice man, and pristine. No. See, That'd be I have, cool. to, I have to turn into the the black dude in the theater and be like, "Don't open that door." You hear that noise over there? Don't go near Don't that go noise. Over there. Yeah. yeah. Where's Where's Timmy? Fuck Timmy. So, He's on his shit, own. I'm leaving. Fuck Goodbye. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's freaky. Yeah. Huh? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So there, yeah, there was that. That would be cool if they do that kind of something like that around here. That would be cool. That would be awesome. All right. Let's get into some real geekdom. Okay. So let's talk a little Marvel. We got a big movie coming up this week, right? Is no. it coming out this weekend? No. Uh, homecoming or next weekend? I thought it was the 20... No, 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 it's the 7th. Yeah, it's it this is, week. It's this week. Oh, it's this week. Friday. Oh, well. It's right. this Friday. You excited about this Spider-Man movie, Dominic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Spider-Man. I, yeah. I thought, uh, you know, it is a little bit odd that they keep like rebooting it and stuff. But, uh, yeah. but you know what? As long as... Uh, the, the, if they keep him keep him sort of the same way he was in Civil War, it should be fun. It should be fun for a whole movie. Um, you know, I've liked you know I've liked all the other Spider Man movies to varying degrees. Um, Spider Man Three actually was the first superhero movie I saw in the theaters. Oh wow! <laughs> so really? Sorry, that sucks. That was my production. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I thought it was good one. when I saw it, and then watched it again recently. And eh, no, not so much. <laughs> not no, too much. No, not too much. Uh, but. But yeah, it, it should be fun. It, it looks like it's a good cast, and yeah, Spider Man. How can you hate Spider Man? That's what I'm saying. Well, Boo's Boo right here is not a huge fan. I don't he doesn't him, hate him, but I don't hate him. But it, you know, I just I, I could go without him. Yeah, I'm hoping that Boo goes and sees this thing, and it changes his mind completely. Yeah, Spider Man tattooed on my butt cheeks. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, okay. but Haas, you know, Haas has a amazing Spider Man, massive, yeah. massive one. Uh-huh. Yeah, not on his butt cheek. No, no, definitely no. not. No, 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 no. I have not seen Haas's butt cheek. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Here's the crazy thing. This is the best reviewed Ooh. Marvel film so far. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Review wise. That's bold. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. And we, Robert Downey Jr. was sitting down uh, talking to the Australian News Corp, um, a network in Australia. He's starting to get a little, uh, Let's get a little, little weary of this. Uh-oh. Long in the He's, tooth. This, yeah, a little long in the tooth. He said, everybody says to me, it's like a glove that fits so well. I have to start over every time, but I'm starting over with a pretty solid base. I just never want to blow it for the last six or seven Marvel movies I have done by dropping the ball because I decided to do one more. Mm. I just want to hang up my jersey before it's embarrassing. Huh. Yeah, and his his movies alone, his Iron Man movies alone, have made two point four billion. Jesus. And you know he gets back end. He's mm-hmm. one of the first ones that do that back end percentage. He doesn't get a salary for the film, mm-hmm. so he he has made a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. So yeah, he might be uh, done after this wave of uh, oh, shit of so, like, films. Was it Phase Four? Once Phase Four is over, yeah. Once Phase Four is another, that's another three or four years mm-hmm. down the road. He might be done. He might be done. That sucks. Yeah, and also we have more Spidey uh, info. Uh, at a press junket, Spider-Man Homecoming's Kevin Feige. That's it's actually Feige. how you it's say Feige. it. Kevin I actually, Feige, yeah. I've been, I've been saying Fige, Figgy, Feige. It's definitely Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Feige. Feige, yes. I think, I, I think he should go with Fige. That that, that would be cool. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think I was going to just stick with Fige. Yeah. Fuck him. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to stick with Fige. Fige. Let me yeah. do this again. So at a press junket for Spider-Man Homecoming, Kevin Fige <laughs> sat down with Polygon to discuss what this Spidey movie means to the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He stated, so much of what we've done with Marvel Studios just started with very few people in a room going, boy, would it be really cool if we could just do this? Or boy, would it be really cool if we can just do that? But it could probably never happen because of the contractual things that we always talk about on the show with different studios. He says, this by far is the pinnacle of that. Sitting down with Amy Pascal, who's the head of Columbia Sony, Mm -hmm. for the first time and going, what if we brought him home? What if we brought him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? 
So that's what they did. Spider-Man Homecoming has become the pinnacle of what they wanted when they began, started this whole thing. What if you could save my franchise, is what she said. <laughs> well, no, well she Kevin, said. Kevin Fige said that this was, this was the idea the entire time. This is like the Star Wars story group. Uh-huh. The idea was for them, for Marvel, was to let's give what the fans want. Mm, okay. You know, maybe one day we will get an X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You never know. And the question that I have, will the success of this film open the door for other studios? I have a feeling this movie's going to kill it mm-hmm. like box office, like blow up everything. Yeah. So if a franchise that's doing shitty sees that working with Marvel mm-hmm. is going to open the doors, mm-hmm. why not? Like if this, this might open the door for, for other franchises like the X-Men and characters from the X-Men to invade kind of the MCU again. Don, what do you think? Do you think this is a possibility? It's you know anything is possible. It seems that like Fox has really sort of dug their dug their heels in on the X Men, and it, it sort of seems like that's not um, it's not likely, maybe, mm-hmm. but it's certainly possible. You know, if this movie really does as well as people seem to think it will, then uh, then maybe. But it would I think it would really have to blow people out of the water because you know from a financial sense, you are splitting half the profits and and all that, mm-hmm. and, and you know I think. You know, there will certainly be an added interest having Robert Downey Jr. in there, having Spider-Man be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But at the end of the day, it is Spider-Man is the fact that it's a Spider-Man movie that's drawing most people, I think, to the box office. And I think the studios will will think, you know, maybe the movie will make a little bit extra money, but we'll have to split that with those other guys, those those Disney guys. And we don't really want to do that. Right. Uh, so we'll you know, we think we can get people to come and see our movie just on the the fact of uh, people love the X-Men, so they'll come and see this. So it, That's it's true possible. because those movies do still rack up yes. dollars. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think the X-Men movies have a lot of, uh, it, they built up a lot of goodwill with the, uh, with Logan and, uh, people are going to be maybe giving them a little bit of a break for like a uh, apocalypse and, and some of the other, um, lesser, uh, X-Men. <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in this dark Phoenix, is it dark Phoenix? Yes. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Dark, yeah Phoenix. dark Phoenix is getting a lot of, uh, a lot of hubbub. Mm-hmm. People are excited about it. That's for sure. Well, they're saying the right things. Yeah. Yes. So they're putting the right elements into the, this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Les? Do you think it's possible for something like this to happen? I would like it to be. <laughs> well, yeah. We I don't would, like I would really, really like to see a true Infinity War mm-hmm. with everyone involved. Like a real one. Yes. yes. A true um, Secret Wars or anything like that. It, it would be great. I just think, like like Dominic said, Fox especially has just dug their heels in. And even Universal's still... Mm-hmm got a death grip on the Hulk and will not. I mean, and and let's be honest. They're the ones who started this whole, like lending and Mm -hmm. loaning characters back. So for them to hold on to, I mean, that should show. And maybe that paved the way. Maybe that actually paved the way for Spider-Man and for uh, Disney, Marvel and Sony to work together for Spider-Man. Hopefully it'll go from there, but I really don't see Fox Mm -mm. backing up in any way. What's your predictions on box office? I have a feeling I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. It's going to be it's pretty stupid of me. But I have a feeling that this movie is going to get close to a billion worldwide. Wow! I'm talking seven hundred fifty, eight hundred million dollars. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with you. You're not crazy. No. You know, do you think yeah. it's possible? Yeah, I, I, I think it would be north of a eight hundred million dollars. Wow! I, I, not even seven hundred. I think it'd be north of eight hundred million dollars, guaranteed. Dominic, do you think we're crazy? 
No, I think you're on, I think you're onto it. I think you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it hit the one billion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not going to predict that. But if <laughs> so, how much are you willing to put down on that? Yeah. <laughs> that's Star that's Star Wars money. That's Star Wars money, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Yes, I have an answer. Does does this start a trend of that being the bar now? That uh, is that is that bar. money. Oh, with that, that money, money amount no, I think being the bar. No, I think the excitement of this film with this new kid, his performance in Civil War. Because uh-huh. I mean, if he came on and he wasn't very good in Civil War, there wouldn't be this excitement. Mm-hmm. He stole the show. Yes, uh, yeah, like we've did. said before, and that's hard to do with that cast. With everybody there, yeah, he stole the sh- he stole his scenes. Mm-hmm. So with that excitement, with Iron Man being in this film, with yeah. cameos of Captain America being in this film, and also the fact that Sony and Marvel are coming together, it has built this goodwill, mm-hmm. and I think that that has just has just spread well, all, all over the world. Yeah, and you throw in the fact that it is also it's Spider Man who's arguably the the most <laughs> yeah. iconic of yes. the of the Marvel heroes. So you yeah, like you said, you have the goodwill of, of Civil War, you have Iron Man in there and the the other than Civil War and the Avengers movies, what's the other Marvel movie that's crossed a billion dollars? Iron Man three. Iron Man um, three. Yeah. And so you've got those two things already, plus Spider Man and his just brand recognition from being one of those first uh superhero movies of the 2000s really ushering in this crazy wave that we're riding now and and all of his popularity from before that it's 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 the recipe for a pretty sizable box office return yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and and what do you think about this crazy wave dom do you think that we talk about this uh, uh, in the past do you think is too much of a saturation of superhero franchises uh, bringing stuff from the past is is this too much is it going to hit a wall or are we just going to just keep going up and up and up and and, and it's just going to continue to be successful I, I i i worry that we will hit a wall um i think if you look at so i think a genre that is fair to compare it to is like the western Mm-hmm. And you look back at what Westerns were back in, you know, some of the earlier days of cinema and, and, and that sort of thing. And there were a lot of them being made. And now we don't really see Westerns anymore. And so I, I could see a situation where we will hit that that point where the wave will come crashing down and, and in superhero movies. I don't know if superhero movies will completely go away, but this, the number will certainly diminish. But what I, I do think, though, is that we will sort of begin to look back at this era and some of the movies that maybe will have gotten lost in the shuffle will really start to stand out as being great classic movies, you know, ones that maybe, you know, didn't hit a billion dollars at the box office, but we're going to look back once this is all done and go, okay, yeah, there were a lot of movies that were, that were just okay, but there were some that are, you know, contemporary classics. Right. I think, you know, for me, the the ultimate example is like Captain America Winter Soldier. I think we're, we're going to look back on that movie as as really having been something, uh, something special. Yeah, uh, no, 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 absolutely. That makes total sense. Yeah. And so I, I think that's sort of where we're heading. Um, I don't know. I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, people still, it, you know, as long as the movies keep making money, they're going to keep making them and keep making more. <laughs> right. And sooner or later, we are going to see a, a bit of a fall. But I, I think. You know, movies like like Baby Driver and, and things like that, we are starting to see a little bit of a, a a shift where some there's we're starting to see some more of these more they're they're funny, they're action action comedy movies, which is what most superhero movies are. 
but they're starting to skew away from being you know heroes punching each other robots punching each other and getting into some more adult material and and i think we are starting to begin to see sort of the the shift to uh, to original content original content or a bit of a pushback so at the very least there will be some alternatives to the superheroes um with yeah but yeah movies like baby driver or like last year with nice guys and, and things mm-hmm. like that are, are oh, yes. starting to be a bit of a pushback against the 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 current scene of superheroes and that's good you know we, i think we need both yeah is, is I, that the uh practical effects versus cg <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> practical versus cg mm-hmm. that's right you know what's uh What's funny is Edgar Wright put out a tweet said th- thanking everybody again for this week's box office total. Mm-hmm. He pretty much tweeted out thank you for everybody that's supporting this movie. And at the end, he said and put in quotes, "Thank you for coming out for an original film with an original content with an original storyline." Yes. He kept saying original, original, mm-hmm. original kind of like jabbing. Yeah. So <laughs> that was interesting. So yeah, we'll see. You know, and this Spider Man, this this Homecoming starts literally few minutes after Civil War. That's where they're starting it off. Ah, oh, that's and then cool. this one's going to lead into the next Avengers. And then oh, okay. the next Spider-Man is going to be literally right after that. And that ends this storyline. Huh? Yeah. Just like comic book arcs. Just like comic book arcs, which That's is very, very cool. cool. Which is amazing. Which yes. is amazing. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. <laughs> but here's some bad news. Oh, no. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Amy Pascual was surprised the shit out of Kevin Fugé about having Venom and Spidey together in a cinematic universe. Well, mm-hmm. she was wrong. Ah. So this is what Kevin Fige had to say. Um, he sat down with, uh, I don't know who he said that. I think it was Variety. He said, first, there's a Spider-Man happily in place where he's supposed to be, which is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think everything comes from that. This is the, the signpost, the temple, the signature, and the other movies that Sony's going to make in their relationship to this MCU Spider-Man take place in this separate Sony world. Although you're not going to see them in the Marvel universe, it's the same reality. So what they're saying is, if this makes any sense, <laughs> what they're saying is that we we have we have our Spider-Man in our Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Venom and Black Cat in your Sony universe. Mm-hmm. They know of Spider-Man. They dislike Spider-Man, but you'll never see Spider-Man in this universe with Venom and Black Cat. So, but is Spider-Man, <laughs> is Spider-Man ever going to go into Venom and Black Cat's universe? No. And we have failure. I know we have failure. That's, it's fucking that's immediate, recipe for that's disaster. Immediate, uh, the ship is sinking. Get everybody to jump off. Right. Dom, what were you saying? So, so I, I would think I was going to ask the same question. So, like, Tom Holland won't appear in those other movies? Or will he? As of what this is saying, uh, Venom will know of Spider-Man. You might even hear Spider-Man's name. You might even hear Tom Hardy cuss out Tom Holland's character, but you'll <laughs> never see him in the film. Huh. They're in the same reality, same world, kind of like Fear of the Walking Dead mm-hmm. and The Walking Dead. They're right. in the same world, not in the same time frame, but they're in the same world, but you won't ever see the characters together, which I think they will with Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. But well, yeah. I'm saying in this reality... Yeah, which is complete bullshit. Yeah, that is that is immediate plan for failure. <laughs> yeah, because just like Hawes and Johnny when they were on, and they said that you can't have a Venom mm-hmm. movie, and you said this, boo, without Spider-Man. You said the same thing. That's right. right. You just So can't. I don't know. I mean, I, I love Tom Hardy. I yeah. mean, I'm going to go see it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's going to do a good job, but I, I – when the when the movie got announced and and he got announced, I immediately assumed because that's a safe assumption and it is the correct assumption that Spider Man should be in there. And if he's not, oh. shit. I concur, bro. 
I concur. Maybe they're just setting this up just to tease us, like have him show up. Oh, holy shit. That's fucking that's, Spider-Man. That's a bad plan. Cause <laughs> I don't know. Cause I'm just, everybody's well, got no, animosity. That, that just might work. And then everybody, you gotta go see this fucking movie, dude. Spider-Man comes out. dude. Oh my God. And then, yeah. But, but a lot of people won't see it cause Spider-Man, because they think Spider-Man's not in it. Yeah. So it'll, already. it'll make. It's $35 million yes, in opening weekend. But, but here's the th- crazy thing is I'm surprised million. that they didn't work out a deal. Like, hey, we let you have Spider-Man. Yeah. So he was going to make almost a billion dollars. Throw us a bone. Give us Spidey back from yeah. Venom and Black Hat. Mm-hmm. And that still might be out there. Because mm-hmm. the way that, that Amy Pascal spoke in that interview, she was I don't confident. know if you saw this, Dominic, but they had a sit down with Kevin, Kevin Fige mm-hmm. and uh, Amy Pascal. They asked her point blank. So is Venom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe same time as Spider-Man, she's like, oh, yeah, they're going to both be in, in the same film and blah, blah, blah. And his look on his face when she said that was, oh, uh, what? Yeah, his face <laughs> is classic. He's yeah. like, oh, shit, what did you just say? What did you just say? So they came out with that statement mm-hmm. week, like a week after. I think what they're trying uh, to uh, set yeah. is try to follow the Deadpool formula of having an anti-hero who be, who gets, you know, in the in Deadpool, he gets called a hero and he goes, no, it's not me. I'm, I'm not that type of guy. So I think that's just the deal. Like, I think they're trying to push that out there. And in Deadpool, these. he does refer to all the other superheroes. Yeah. Yes. And yes, he does mention them. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it'll work, though. You cannot have the most iconic Spider-Man villain, recognizable, I mean, mm-hmm. most recognizable Spider-Man affiliate of any kind without Spider-Man sitting there. You Mark. just can't have it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to a little, oh, there's a little Star Wars in this thing. Uh, so Dominic, you might be excited about this. All right, all right. D- Darth Vader almost appeared in Gall- Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> D- did you know this, Tom? Yeah, this was the thing where that was the he was going to have a what, what he was going to be one of uh, Quill's toys. Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I thought that's that like, exactly. Yeah, so during an interview yeah. with Mashable, Gunn revealed that the Sith Lord was intended to make an appearance. This is what he said: We wanted to reveal at a certain point in the movie that Peter Quill was a human from Earth. And for a long time, I really thought it was going to be the greatest thing in the world that you're in a spaceship and he's talking to one of the alien characters and he knocks over his bag and one of the alien characters bends down and picks up a Darth Vader action figure. And he goes, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> that was going to happen. But then Gunn decided to change the Vader to a Walkman. Mm. And that Walkman obviously has changed film and the, the rest is history yes the walkman itself has become a character mm-hmm. so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to complain about that change yeah, yeah exactly yeah, it exactly it's definitely hard i think they made the right choice but it would have been great to see vader wasn't there wasn't there a star wars reference somewhere in the film like early on uh, i could be totally wrong no i think so that sucks. It looks like so. we're going to have to watch it all over yeah. again, guys. There should be. <laughs> I, I, I thought it would have been cool if, like, with Groot trying to bring over, what's his name? The the blue blue face guy. Um, Yondu? Yondu's, Yondu. Uh, Yondu's horn thing. It would have been cool if he brought over, like, a little Darth Vader action figure. Oh, and he'd be yeah. like, no, that's not it. <laughs> oh, no. that just cool. for a real quick, yeah. you know, just be like, oh, okay. And then he puts yeah. it down and then, you know, continues on. I thought that would have been kind of cool. I'm sure you guys have seen the, like, photoshopped up version where he shows up holding a, a thin action figure. A oh, John Boy. yeah. Oh, yes. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's, cool. That would've, I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> you think we'll ever get James Gunn doing a Star Wars film, Dominic? Uh, again, anything is possible, but I, I don't think it's likely. I think he's going to finish up uh, Guardians, the, the trilogy, and then move on to move on to his own stuff. And, and you know, I, I, I think, uh, from what I from what I've heard of James Gunn, it's it's like he's 
he'll you know he likes Star Wars like everybody, but he's maybe it, it maybe wouldn't be as enticing to him as it would be to some other filmmakers out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm sure if he did, he'd do a great job with it. But um, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm gonna come back to this question and ask you who do you want to see direct the next standalone? Not right now. So think about it. I know you have it in your head. I know you have it in your head. Sure, sure. I'll come back to you. And remind you guys, if I don't remember, because mm-hmm. I have a bunch of Star Wars questions I want to ask. Gotcha. The Star Wars expert. Well, let's get into, oh, DC. So obviously DC has had its problems in the past. Um, it, it kicked some ass with Wonder Woman. Dominic, did you see Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you liked it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, great. This is pretty cool. So admitting there's a problem is the first step is what I put on this title <laughs> thing. I wrote this. You can't build a cinematic universe without having a few mistakes along the way. And obviously they have. Current head honchos, John Berg and Jeff Johns, are taking a bit of a victory lap because of the Wonder Woman success, and they're opening up about their early DCEU efforts and how bad it's gone. And they sat down with Variety, and Berg explained, here's what he had to say, there are lessons from every movie. You'd be silly not to analyze how a movie was received, what went wrong and what went right on making of the film. On Suicide Squad, the movie did incredibly well commercially. It didn't work narratively. You had some great casting and some great characterizations, but where the story fell down was on the narrative and the plot. We could do better. And then he went on to say Batman versus Superman was totally dark. People didn't respond to that. So just hearing those guys talk about their mistakes Mm -hmm. and not just being stubborn. Mm -hmm. You know, Zack Snyder still to this day defends Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. Any movie he does and people shit on, Mm -hmm. he defends it to Mm -hmm. the end. So it was great to see that the two heads of a studio have gone back, analyzed, even though they made tons of money, gone back and analyzed and said, this movie sucked. Yeah. And, and here's what was good about it. And here's what was bad about it. So hopefully this will show for Justice League. Are you, what do you think is going to happen with Justice League, Dom? You think it's going to go more towards the Wonder Woman style or are we, are we setting ourselves up for failure here? I don't know. I, I think the DC stuff has all just been moving too fast. I think, uh, I, I don't think Batman versus Superman should have been Batman versus Superman. I think it should have just been a Man of Steel 2. I think, you know, I think they should have taken a little bit more time getting here and, and introducing these characters properly. And, uh, and, and like, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think, the casting uh, that the DC movies have do- has done has, has always been pretty good. I think uh, Ezra Miller will be good as Flash. Jason Momoa as yep. uh, Aquaman should be pretty good. But I, I tend to think that it's um, it's probably going to wind up being a bit more a bit more um, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, Zack Snydery. Yeah, yeah, and it, it looks like they're trying to be funnier, and, and maybe that'll maybe that'll help, but. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for that movie. But I, I, to be fair, I will say Wonder Woman did make me sort of go, okay, there's, there's, there's a little bit of hope. There's some potential. Maybe it could work. And I, you know, the the, the DC movies have all had potential. I, I think there's about five different good ideas for movies crammed into Batman versus Superman. Um, <laughs> and, and so if they could try and just do one idea instead of five, they would probably make some good movies. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And Joss Whedon taking over for Zack Snyder on this and then the success of Wonder Woman is what makes me feel I have some hope mm-hmm. and promise. This might be promising because he's taken over the film and it's going to be a Snyder film, but the tone might change on the yeah. reshoots. 
And then you're guaranteed you're going to see a shit ton of Wonder Woman in this one. Yep. No matter what. The editing floor is going to be all about Wonder Woman. And he, uh, this is a good segue because the Batman film, which is Matt Reeves's new movie that's going to be coming out, he's on the press jacket for Planet of the Apes, right? But it, yes. uh, And it always goes back to the Batman questions. Comicbook.com asked him how his Batman's going to differ. And this is what he had to say. He said, I think there's a chance to do an almost noir-driven detective version of Batman yeah. that is point-of-view-driven in a very, very powerful way that is hopefully going to connect you to what's going on inside of his head and inside of his heart. That's great. Because that's, yeah, that's something no, nobody's that ever been able to do. That is fucking awesome. That's more yeah. like actually the game. Yes. It's more well, like it's Arkham. Batman yes. in general because he truly he is, is the detective. greatest detective. Like, yeah. He, Gets things, he looks for clues, he analyzes, he overanalyzes, he plays chess on every level with everything. So, yeah, this is definitely more in line of what Batman really is. He mm-hmm. is the world's greatest detective. He has a genius level intellect. It's so, you're, awesome. so what I'm thinking is more of like a uh, Guy Ritchie, uh, Sherlock Holmes type ah, of feel to yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he breaks down everything. And that happens in the video game. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, in yeah, Arkham, yeah, in all the Arkham games, you have to utilize on, yeah. all his gadgets to mm-hmm. to analyze things and then get to uh, and get to a solution. Yeah, and and there's some really cool things you can do with that. With you know, with the the all the tech that he has, everything that he has on his belt, mm-hmm. everything that he can do in the Batcave, you can do some really cool sequences with that. That would make really blow people's minds. That'd yeah, be awesome to see on the that'd big be, screen. That'd be cool. Don, what do you think about this Bat- yeah. Matt Reeves Batman? I, I I think it's a it's, it sounds like a really intriguing concept. I'd I'd like to see yeah like a smart Batman movie. I think you know when Nolan was at his best is is when Batman was at its uh, smartest at least in the in, on the movie side of things. Uh, whereas you know uh, the Ben Affleck's version of the character not through Affleck's fault, but it, it felt like a dumbed down version of, of what uh, Nolan had been doing. And so to take, uh, yeah, take this idea of making it more of a detective story than an, uh, a, an action movie, uh, I think is a good idea. I mean, you know, what people say, the dark Knight is more of a, a crime thriller than an action movie. And so, yeah, do that, do that again, but with a, with a mystery. He also went on to say that he's really getting excited about, he's been watching a lot of Hitchcock. He said oh, that, yes. Yeah, and That's he said cool. that this is going to be kind of like a Hitchcockian sense Ooh. of use of the camera and yeah. storytelling and the character and the emphasis is going to be that point, like a point of view mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, so. that's the pages of most of the Batman books. It's a lot of him investigating stuff and then he's in, you know, a dark area, you know, and it's suspenseful if you're even looking and he's just standing there and, you know, he has no fear of what's going to happen. But ultimately in the books, usually what happens is he does all these things and then he turns into a tactician after that. Yeah. And then he starts saying, okay, either I can take this down by myself or I need a little help. And that's when you get the really awesome Batman. Cause then he'll go call Superman or he'll call the justice league mm-hmm. or he'll go and find, you know, John Constantine and those guys, if he's messing with some paranormal shit or he just calls on the bat family and they just come kick ass. The bat Which family is not probably going to happen in the movie people, but I'm just going on my comic shit. Are we mm-hmm. going to call this like a bat cockian style? Yeah. Hitchcockian? Yeah. I don't want to see any bat cock. No. I don't I know if saw, I actually saw, see one. I saw bat nipples. Bat, oh, God. We already saw bat nipples and bat sports cock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah Jesus. We Dominic, you haven't cussed at all on our podcast. Oh. oh, well, we should fucking fix that. Then. Yes. There you go. 
<laughs> making us feel self-conscious. Yes. There you go. No, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I think <laughs> no, no, I heard, I heard him on Rogue One. <laughs> so I know, I know he's, he's got a dirty Eric, mouth. Eric, Eric Struthers describes me as being, being offensive to uh, pirates and truck drivers. Like they call the complain. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, I should, should, uh, should, should live up to that expectation. There you go. What, what a great guy Eric is, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's awesome. Okay. So there is your Marvel DC random schmeals. We got it all into one little section. Now we're going to get into the bread and butter, which is Star Wars. Yay. I mean, I don't have tons of Star Wars stuff, but there is a lot of shit that I want to ask you, Dominic. Like, okay. What, I want to ask you your opinion on this Han Solo. I know you've probably gone over this a thousand times with a thousand people, but I want to ask you, where do you think this Ron Howard Han Solo film is going to... Where is it going? Is it going to be his film at the end of the day? I... That's almost impossible to know. Uh, you know, I think it, it will definitely be his cut uh, at, at the end of the day. I think he'll get to decide what actually winds up uh, in the theater. So in that sense, it, it, it is his movie. But how much of that is actually him? Uh, you know, how much he actually shot, how much he um, uh, how involved he was in, in any rewrites or anything. I, I don't know that I don't think we'll ever really know until you know, years down the road and somebody finally decides to write a tell all book or something. Um, it's a, it's an interesting, it's such a weird situation. It's, it really it's almost unprecedented the way this went down. And I think like having, you know, having Ron Howard in there is a good thing. I think he'll make a, a good movie. I think it, they, they were wise to get somebody who was both a, a name and talented and, 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 a, and a, and a huge fan. And a huge fan, absolutely. So you you bring in somebody like that to to kind of um, hopefully make people feel a little bit less concerned about this situation. And it seems to have uh, to have calmed a lot of the a lot of the critic critics uh, of about how it went down with Lord and Miller. But I'm still like as much as I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Ron Howard does with it. I'm personally more disappointed that we're not going to see what uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were going to going to do with it i I was really looking forward to their take and whatever they wound up doing but it it, and then so when they were when they were dropped from the movie it it still it's it it, that didn't sit right with me and and as uh as promising as ron howard is i'd I'd rather he do a different movie he do his own star wars movie sure and and, uh lord and miller have gotten to finish this one up and and so i'm a bit i i have some concerns about how that went down and why um you know and and how much freedom these directors are really being given because if, 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 if they are, you know, the, the idea of the standalones as they were pitched to us, the fans was these are going to be unlike anything else. These are going to be so different and so new. And then I think, uh, you know, force awakens came out and I, th- I think maybe they were surprised at how well it did. <laughs> so yeah. There was a little bit of a feeling and, and this is the, you know, this isn't really, this isn't really my, uh, this is hardly an original thought. Um, lots of other people have, have, have posited this. Um, but it, 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 it definitely feels like, uh, they sort of went, okay, well, people like really like that. So we should try and give them more of that. And, and so I think they, that's what led to some of the reshoots, not all of them, um, but some of the reshoots on, uh, on rogue one. And that's, probably why lord and miller were were sort of bounced from from this one because they didn't want to 
sacrifice what they were doing for the sake of, um, uh, you know, fix it for the sake of living, of following Lucasfilm's direct directions. And which, but the oddest thing about that to me is I think, you know, the, what people like about, you know, what, you know, the, the most successful, you know, superhero movies or movies in general these days are ones that have a lot of humor in them and a lot of comedy. And I think Force Awakens had more comedy than we're used to in Star Wars films or more modern comedy, you mm-hmm. know, uh, oh, saying to, to Kylo, you know, um, who talks first, you talk first, you know, all that, yeah, kind, right, of, right. that, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that, that to me is not necessarily the comedy that I want in Star Wars, uh, in, in Star Wars saga films, but uh, you know, a little bit's all right, but I, I don't want it to sort of overtake it the way it has with the Marvel movies sure. and where the Marvel movies is all about quipping these days. And that's far from what I want from Star Wars. But it, anyways, it, it, it seems like people responded positively to some of that and so they added i think they added some stuff with k2 to make him funnier and make rogue one funnier but then you have lord and miller who are essentially comedy directors taking it on yeah. the Han solo film and it makes you wonder is there a line like is they did they go too far into the comedy or, or what exactly didn't work there and and it, it seems to stem from from lawrence kasdan being like why why won't you guys just fucking shoot my script why do you have to keep changing it exactly even though, Even though Han's most iconic scenes were all or not all, but some of them were improvised. And, you know, that was because Ford was able to add to it and he was given the freedom by Kirsch to do that. And and Mark Wanda Lucas, but but mainly Kirsch and (laughs) and Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. The whole I love you. I know scene. That was all him. Exactly. And Kasdan didn't like it at the time. (laughs) Lucas didn't really like it at the time. (laughs) And yet uh, and and yet uh, it's it defined Han more than just about anything else. Oh, yeah. It, it, was on, it was on my goddamn wedding cake. I love you. Fuck off. No, I, yes. I hear you. And I think that's exactly what happened. I, I think Kazin had a script and a screenplay. And these guys were just letting these guys improvise. And Kazin was probably sitting there going, wait a minute. Those aren't even the words me and my son were writing. Um, yeah. And which, they just freaked out. All, all of that is, is, is kind of strange to me, which is like, uh, you know, you hire comedy actors like Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, you know, you're, you're surprised that they're going to improv a little bit. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of my feeling on it, you know, before they announced Ron Howard was that, that Kasdan should have taken over as director. And I'm sure there's probably rules and regulations that stop that from happening. But it was sort of like you made this this mess, Larry, you clean it up. Right. Uh, and kind of, I kind of think from the beginning, Kasdan, if he was going to be so, so precious with this script, that he should have directed because he's he's directed movies. He should have been the guy to to step in there and and, and do it. So I, I I I don't know. It's it's just such a weird scenario, and I'm I'm, I'm disappointed. I really wanted to see what what Phil Lord and Chris Miller were going to do. They were um, more than anything what excited me about this cast. And like the week before all of this insanity went down, I was going on on our podcast about how how I. I Ryan Johnson and, and Phil Lord and Chris Miller were really what what were inspiring me that they you know make making me hopeful about the future of Star Wars. You know? Oh man! And they had these guys who were really creative and could really do something special with Star Wars. Those were going to be the guys to carry it forward. Right. Uh, and you know, five days later, it's like yeah, they've been fired. Bro. Yeah, there there goes that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I thought know. they had the perfect formula. They got two great young, mm-hmm. hip, comedic, great cast. You got some veteran actors, mm-hmm. a great writer of the script, 
I mean, they had everything going for it. Everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, I think, I think we may have a bit of a, a, a generational divide yeah. Yeah. in yes. sports now where in both in the, both in the, the content and how the content is produced, where I think the people running the show are a little bit more old school. And I think they're beginning to realize that the, the audience is becoming more and more new school. They're more, they're more into the prequels than they were, than was originally thought. That's right. And the same thing is going on in a different way behind the scenes where, uh, you know, I think people like Kathleen Kennedy and, and Lawrence Kasdan and that sort of thing, they come from a, they come from an older generation of filmmakers who made a lot of great films, like no, nothing against them. But they thought they could hire the next generation and, and kind of just get the next generation to do things the old way, whereas the next generation kind of wants to do it the new way, at least with some some of the members of it. Whereas others like Gareth Edwards was like, you know what? I'm just happy to make it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Let's happy to play with my do. action figures. Yeah, just let me sit back. Yeah, the exactly. Chair, yeah. Whereas Lord and Miller are like, no, what? No, we we've we made. Look at how look at how good our movies are that we've already made. Look at how much money they, those movies made. I, I still have some hope, and I, and I like how Ron Howard's interacting with fans, kind of putting out yeah. those funny tweets, and and hopefully he'll be good for this thing. And I, I feel bad for those two guys. I hopefully they. I, I, the rumor is that they're gonna make, they're gonna be taken on the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. That's that's the which rumor. is what they were. Which is what they were going to do before they, before they yeah, got the, exactly, the better job. Exactly. <laughs> now they have some uh, some free time. Wasn't someone else supposed to be doing that? Robert Zemeckis was in talks. Talks, okay. Yeah. So, so they, were, they just jumped right back into their seats. Well, no, no. They haven't they haven't signed anything. Uh, they, they, they're still trying to finalize it. But uh, okay. uh, Zemeckis was in talks to do The Flash as well. And I don't know where that's at right now. So, okay. Here's some questions I want to ask you, Dominic. All right. First time you remember Star Wars, where were okay. you? All right. So the the first time I saw Star Wars, um, it was, it would have been, um, 2000, sometime early in 2004, probably in February or March. And I remember because it was just like, it was just like a Saturday. And, uh, I was just hanging out with my dad and my brother and we were just sort of flipping around uh, the TV, seeing what was on. And my dad, just came across a new hope and he goes oh man uh, this is star wars this is a great old movie i love this a classic movie you know (laughs) um and so we watched part of it i wasn't really paying attention to it uh i think i i I was in the uh my my hockey team was in the finals and the finals was that evening nice and so like i was like getting psyched up for that (laughs) you know i wanted i I was trying to get my head in the game and my dad and my brother are watching this this uh, silly space movie (laughs) and 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 so i I wasn't really paying attention and then um a couple weeks later uh, i think my my, you know my brother wanted to see the rest of the movie and so uh, my dad went and rented a new hope and uh that i didn't want to watch it I, i because that night was uh the Leafs were playing the Philadelphia Flyers and that was a rematch of the previous year's playoff series where the Leafs had lost mm-hmm. and so I was like hey, gotta watch this one I don't I, you know I'm so dick, you know, fuck that movie I'm not gonna watch it I'm gonna stay <laughs> and and watch Star Wars so I was watching the, uh, the hockey game on the TV in my parents room whereas my well, the rest of my family went to watch Star Wars on the you know the TV in the family room and and, and so I'm just watching the game the first period ends and i think i'll go check out that movie for a few minutes and i'll come back for the second period uh, i didn't go back 
for the second period. I got to <laughs> watch the rest of it. But it, it took me like months to see the first, you know, half hour of the movie. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't see the Star Destroyer going overhead. I didn't oh. know what happened in that that opening scene in the hallway and, and, and stuff. So I that that was all lost on me. Um, but then uh, we wanted to watch the next one. <laughs> and so my dad went to the video store um, and he asked for star wars 2 the empire strikes back and the guy at the video store says do you want star wars 2 or do you want the empire strikes back and we wound up getting attack of the clones oh shit okay (laughs) we watched the attack of the clones next and at the beginning of attack of the clones on the vhs there was this like little featurette with c-3po and r2d2 basically like getting you caught up on everything that was happening so that's cool yeah, so they told the story of the Phantom Menace, and they told the story of Attack of the Clones. They kind of skip over Revenge of the Sith because it wasn't out yet, and then they told A New Hope, and then they told Empire, and then they told Jedi. So I had the entire series basically spoiled for me right there. Oh, right that's now. rough. That's yeah. shitty. Everything. So this is why I don't. This is why I don't care about spoilers these days. Like, tell me everything about the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I've. So I've always watched Star Wars, and, but the thing was, like, it made me more interested to see it. Like, I really wanted to see Empire after that because I wanted to. See see this moment i want to see how it played out again this is why this is why i'm not against spoilers because yeah okay fine i knew luke i knew vader was gonna be luke's father but i wanted to see how that played out how did they get to that point and so yeah so fine tell me han solo dies in the forest awakens i want to see how it happens oh that is so uh, awesome yeah. Yeah. Sorry, i didn't mean to jump in but i'm the just, only no, other no. person that does not care about spoilers dude it makes me want to see things even more oh i, exactly. I love hearing that Exactly. No, I, and I remember I heard Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm. He was on a, mm-hmm. he was on yeah. a, a podcast, um, just talking about his career and his, and stuff. And they asked him, you know, how do you feel about spoilers? And he's like, I don't like spoilers, blah, blah, blah. And then they asked him, well, you, in your position, you have this gig, uh, where you basically are spoiled, that your job is to be spoiled. Like you yeah. can't, you yeah, know, spoiler. Like, <laughs> exactly. And he's like, yeah, but I, you know, I like seeing how it comes together and how it gets from here to here and how it, the movie is made. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel too, except I don't. <laughs> have the job so the best i can think <laughs> making starwars.net that's all i can do um yeah and, right i know they're the best exactly yeah and so so yeah so that's the then we saw attack of the clones so then after attack of the clones um but before we rented empire we went into like a, a an electronics store <laughs> and they had their you know their big shiny new tvs at the back and on the the screen at the back they were showing the phantom menace and they it was during the pod race scene i remember this and my brother was like just like so enthralled with these like this is awesome we have to he wanted to see that one next i was like no we have to see empire next and so we were we were arguing about this and and so it was decided by our parents that we would rent empire and then after empire the next one we would rent would be the phantom menace nice (laughs) that's awesome we saw empire so the way i saw star wars was new hope attack of the clones empire phantom menace return of the jedi uh, and then Revenge of the Sith when it came out, then Force Awakens, Rogue One, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, so I, I have a pretty whack, uh, Star Wars, uh, viewing order. So that's, that's the, that's the Jones, <laughs> the yeah, Jones. After, you've heard of the machete. It's going to be the Jones's way of watching it. Exactly. Yeah. You heard, you've heard of the chron- chronological release date, machete, yep. machete. flashback, mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. This is the Jones way the of Jones way. It. I'm going to watch the Jones way. Tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after the, if you watch the Jones way, which one was your favorite? 
Oh, which 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 movie is the favorite? Yeah. <laughs> um, for a while it was Empire. Then when Revenge of the Sith came out, it was Revenge of the Sith, and it was Revenge of the Sith for a really long time. Because I always liked the prequels, but I knew that other people didn't like the prequels, and so mm-hmm. the one that get away with saying was your favorite was, was Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's so, right. Like, yeah, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. The other ones, uh, you know, they're, they're, they have that system. I, but I, you know, I've, I've, I love the prequel era. Like, I think Clone Wars is, is just genius and, and like, and, and the whole, the political climate in the prequel era and, and that story and the intrigue is so much more interesting to me than than the original trilogy the original trilogy has a great character story yeah and don't get me wrong i love that but it, if you if you give me the choice do you want to see more stories told in the original trilogy era or the prequel era i would most likely go with prequel era and if i went with the original trilogy era it would be to get st- stories that make the original trilogy era as interesting as the prequel trilogy era and to be fair i think like rogue one did a really good job of that and i, did and too. I think Rebel, the Rebel Alliance in Rogue One is it, it added so many more layers. It made it so much more complex, and it, it, it made me appreciate that story more. Uh, the bigger story, not the not necessarily the the plot of the movies, but the bigger story surrounding. Yeah, yeah, it the, it, br- it brings more substance to the entire storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So. I agree. So yeah, so so Revenge of the Sith, I guess, would probably be just by the mo- spent the most amount of time as my favorite. But I, I I'm always going to be, you know, people have the are sentimentally attached to the first one they saw mm-hmm. in theaters or the first one they saw. I don't have that. The first one I saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. So I, I guess I do have that twist. Yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> but the one that is, I think, will will always be my sentimental favorite is going to be Force Awakens because of just all of the things that came with that because like i remember the day it was announced and i remember like i remember the day it was announced i was taking the subway in toronto and i just had my phone i just put on the star wars main theme and just listened to that on repeat (laughs) and and it was like this 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 like feeling of like oh my god we're gonna actually get to see this and then uh, you know following the the production of the movie and and going to you know celebration at anaheim and and how just like that was the the pinnacle of like the greatest celebration that 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 could be in terms of content because you know just the 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 the, what what jj and and kathleen kennedy did at that panel was so incredible incredible with that trailer and, and and all that stuff and so even if we have better panels or better you know better things like that in the future better you know fan experiences at celebration nothing's gonna ever quite top the 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 that trailer that that jj brought yeah and everybody at celebration this year's celebration we, they mm-hmm. kept hearkening back to how amazing and great yeah. Anaheim was. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Every- oh, yeah. It, it really was. It, it really was. But now I think that the actual panel portion of uh, the Orlando, the Last Jedi panel. I thought that was better. I thought Josh Gad as host was fantastic, and yeah, I thought it was it, great. I, I, you know, I, I've heard people say, "Oh, they didn't tell us enough about the movie." I, I'm like, I'm at the point with those things where it's like I've been up for for that one. I've been up oh, for oh you know, man, eight hours. I know. They, and, and and it's like just just entertain me for an hour and then show me a trail. <laughs> That's care. right. That's I don't care right. about that details. I don't want to know anything else. Just make me laugh for an hour mm-hmm. and then show me a trailer. And that's what Josh Gad, Daisy Ridley, Ryan Johnson, all those people, Mark Hamill, obviously did. Uh, was was that was just that. So 
So yeah, but 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 Force Awakens going back to that, uh, like so Celebration Anaheim, and then as if I don't know if Celebration Anaheim that panel can be topped, but the Comic Con panel came damn close with the um, oh my gosh concert that they announced. I didn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't there for that, unfortunately. Yeah, that was that was my first Comic Con, my first San Diego. Oh, that's Con. cool. So I I'd gone down there. I went down there with 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 Chris and we met steel. That was where I met steel for the first time. And oh, cool. kind of became, became friends with steel. The panel was on Friday. I became friends with steel on Thursday. Kind of <laughs> That's cool. And, you know, waited in line with, with Jason and Randy and Tracy and Jared and, and all these people who now are, are you know, lifelong friends with. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, the panel itself was was, was sort of fun until they didn't have a whole lot to say at it. And that's where the, the practical effects debate really oh, yeah. got did. And, you know, I remember like the next day looking at people arguing about it and, and that sort of thing online. I was just like, I just had so much fun. I don't give a, I don't give a flying fuck about any of your problems. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Even though I agree with you, it's stupid that that's what they're focusing on. Yeah. I just don't care right now. And, and, and then, but then, so then the, when they brought out Mark and Carrie and Harrison, it was, was so incredible. And then, and then that concert, man, like that <laughs> was just the, the greatest. Uh, you know, we, we want when JJ, it says, Oh, we're going to, we're going to have this concert. We're going to, we're going to have this concert and we're all going to walk over there and everybody can get in and, and, and all this stuff. And then to make this walk with the, you know, thousands of people all walking very slowly, right. <laughs> taking 45 minutes to get somewhere. It should take us maybe five minutes to get to, uh, nobody cared. Nobody cared that that was going on. You get there, you get your lightsaber, uh, you get your beer and, and then the, the panel started I, I that's the i usually i'm pretty good at deleting things from my phone but i will never delete the video of uh of the cast introductions oh, from that that's so cool and, you know I, it's not a great video because i'm not a fan of like watching things through my phone <laughs> as right. they're happening so i was kind of holding my phone up not looking really at where it was pointing and looking straight ahead so i, I <laughs> so it's not the greatest video the video's all uh, shaky up and down left yeah, and right it, Exactly. But the audio is really what I want is of people just losing their mind and chanting people's <laughs> names. So so with with all of those things sort of compounded and there's more, uh, you know, that that D23 was fantastic and seeing the movie with with Chris and Ben uh, and, and Zach was amazing. And, and, and all of these things like that uh, just make it so like even even if maybe I, I really like Force Awakens, but I see its flaws and that sort of thing. But I'll never be able to like turn on it even not that i would but I'd, i never would be able to because there's so many good memories yeah, yeah all those back memories mm-hmm. that's awesome man that's uh, the only the only person that was upset about that whole concert was kevin smith who, yeah who's coming on next and everybody just left the hall <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. thanks star wars yeah we missed that one by a day yes. we went there the very next day and we heard all oh. about it oh man <laughs> well they, they did this like fireworks display at the end yeah. of the concert Fuck. That basically shut down San Diego for eight minutes because everybody just sort of stopped to watch because it was so incredible. Like oh. they, apparently there were other like outdoor events going on. And I think there was like some like a- adult swim talk that was happening like yeah. outside. Right. And they just, they're just like, yeah, we're just all we all need to stop until look, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't continue talking exactly. until that's that's how uh, funny is that? Yeah, that's that's amazing. What um standalone <laughs> do you want and who do you want to direct? Yeah. Um with the standalones, right? Like 
I, I, I kind of want the standalone to be something unexpected. Like I don't really want more character movies. You know, the character, I have a character movie every now and again, but I don't really want it to just be, okay, we did the Han Solo movie this year. We're going to do the Boba Fett movie next year. The Obi-Wan the year after that. Then we're, then we're going to do the, um, uh, the Lando movie. Then the, then the Captain Phasma movie. Then, you know, on and on like that. I'm not really interested. I, I, I mean, I am interested, but that's not my preference for how they would do things. I would really like that to see them. And other people have suggested this as well, but you know, go off and, and start a new trilogy that's not, episodes 10 11 12 it's it's a star wars standalone trilogy pick somewhere in the timeline maybe like between episodes one and two make it mostly disconnected from everything else that's going on uh maybe leave maybe leave the door open for like a yoda cameo or something but don't but don't force it to happen yeah and, and just make it something really unique and original um I, I think that would be that that i think that would be what's best for the franchise you know they can they're 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 running on the nostalgia and i think that comes from uh the you know, the the, the um, generational divide i was talking about earlier where yeah. they're like yeah people love han solo so we'll do a han solo movie um at, at a certain point they have they're gonna either have to realize that the the fan community that that is original trilogy purists is going to become the minority as the sequel trilogy era grows and people become uh, people are brought in with that and as the prequel trilogy era becomes more vocal like it's really it's it's been fun to watch you know it, it's one of those things where i sort of could tell it was going to happen back when clone wars was on and people were waking up to the fact that there's there's a lot of good stuff in the prequels uh even if you don't love the movies as a whole which is fair um but there's a there's good stuff so and now there's really been an explosion and and you know as much as as much vitriol and terrible things as there are on reddit um yeah the prequel memes uh sub thingy whatever whatever the fuck they're called i don't know um that <laughs> that it seems to have really brought out uh the voice of the the prequel era uh the prequel generation and uh it, and that's been fun to see that 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 growing so sooner or later i think they're gonna have to start expanding beyond just telling original trilogy centric stories and i think if they it, it would be best for them to try and just not eat, not try to um, not try to you know, entice fans of a certain generation. Try and make something new that will appeal to all generations, and more importantly, bring in new people because those are the people that we need. You know, like, you know people complain about Star Wars, new Star Wars movies, and all that stuff. Um, you know, killing the expanded universe or whatever. But you know what? Star Wars would have if Star Wars had just been Clone Wars detours and and EU, it would have fizzled out eventually. It would have. It definitely would have. It's and interesting that you said this because. Because uh, I was talking to Jason Ward uh, last week, and mm -hmm. I got in a conversation with him, and we we're talking about the new Visceral game that's coming out. And I asked him, I said, maybe they should have saved the storyline for uh, a fucking actual movie, because the storyline sounds yeah. so amazing. This this could actually be a Star Wars standalone film. He's like, yeah, it's unbelievable the, the way that they're doing these video games now, and the screenplay and the concept that they do now is just it, it literally could be in the next movie. So. Yeah, but I think it, you know, it's also good to do some good storytelling is, is to treat these other mediums as places to tell really good stories. You know, don't treat them as the, as the redheaded stepchild. Of exactly. The film. Go out and make, make a great Star Wars game so that people who are not necessarily movie people 
can be introduced. Like, you know, people talk about, oh, what are the young people doing these days? And how are we going to get the kids? <laughs> they're trying you know, with like forces of destiny. Well, we're going to put it all on YouTube. And that's where the that's where we're going to that's how we're going to get the kids. Well, a lot of kids, their primary source of entertainment is not TV or or uh, movies even or even necessarily like online things. It's video games. It's playing yep. video games. So if you can tell a compelling story in a video game and then that visceral game man i can't wait I, that oh. it's just everything that jason's reporting sounds so good and it oh makes me gosh. so excited for what this game could be um it, it, you know that game can be super successful not just as a star wars game but as a video game as a whole yes uh, then yes. we're we're in then we'll bring in a whole other influx of uh of, of kids and, and people that way and, and new fans and and for me you know people complain about you know people say oh why do you have to have diversity in the cast and it's like to make these things more accessible so we can bring more people in so more people can be part of our fun club <laughs> right. over here it's a no fucking brainer <laughs> i don't get it i don't understand yeah oh. we want more people here and and i think yeah they they treat the storytelling as you know, like make it good, make the, make the books better than they are, make the comics better than they are, yes. make it. So these are not just good star Wars things, but good things in general. And, and I, I hope I, I it may be unfair to do this, but I'm pinning a lot of my hope for that on, on Ryan Johnson and, uh, yeah. and the last Jedi to be, to, to, cause I, I think force awakens, you know, it captured, it reminded people why they love star Wars and, you don't want you want to remind people why they love stars, but you don't want to just keep reminding them. You want to remind them and then show them something new that makes them fall in love with it again exactly. for a reason. Exactly. And, and I think I think Johnson's going to do that as well. I hope so. I hope so. I, I just I mean, I, I, I met him at Celebration in that line when he came oh. down there and. You know, I'm I'm just rooting for him personally at this Me point. Too. <laughs> like I just want I want like he was so nice and so cool. I just want him to succeed as a person. I know, <laughs> I know. I could not believe I didn't get in that line because every time I looked at, it, I was like, "There's no way he's staying for another uh, half hour." I can't. There's no way I can see him. I can, there's no way I can meet him. Then I went took a nap. I woke up an hour later. He's still there, at four in the morning. <laughs> could not fucking believe it. Just shocking. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, when he came when he came down to that area. And people started swarming him, even though he said, please don't do that. Please let me come. <laughs> yeah. People aren't going to listen to him. So he's, he, you know, when people are swarming him, I was with Chris and Ben and they both like took off. And I'm, I was like, I've gotten two hours of sleep in the last 48 hours. I am not doing that. I'm sitting here and I'll, oh, well, because I, yeah, like, like you, I thought he would be there for 45 minutes and then he'd go away. But then I was sitting there and then when the sort of like the orderly line formed, and I could see that he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And line was uh, was moving, but staying at a consistent length. I'm like, all right, if I don't get in that line, I will be really mad at myself for not doing this. <laughs> and so I went and got in line and about uh, about 15 people after me, the security guards like, all right, fine, we're stopping now. I don't care what he says. We need to cut this line because I, yeah, no, I know I was going to I was going to do that. Then I saw a security guard at the end. I was like, fuck, I should have just fucking done it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, there, well, there you have. It. There is questions that I had for you, and thank you for answering them like a like a fucking G. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fucking rolled in and fucking dropped the mic. You just dropped the mic right now. There we go. That's yeah. how, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what that's what just what you do. Okay. So now the last thing we're gonna do with you is we're gonna do the flash round. So the flash right. rounds. I'm gonna ask you some questions, and you're just gonna give me either or. So I can ask you. 
Empire or Jedi? And you just, top of your head, you have to give me an answer. Quick answer. Quick, <laughs> quick answer. answer. But it, it does not, <laughs> might not be just Star Wars. This could be anything. I'm not going to be good at this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You ready? It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. All right, Dominic. Han or Luke? Luke. Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles. Godfather or Godfather 2? Godfather 2. Bless your heart. Beyonce or Rihanna? <laughs> um, uh, uh, Beyonce. Bless your heart. You're two for two for uh, mm-hmm. my book right now. Batman or, <laughs> Batman or Superman? Superman. Favorite curse word? Uh, fuck. Yeah, you got to go with fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. Favorite TV show of all time? Uh, of all time. Uh, of all time. Oh, <laughs> I know this is going to be a hard one to quickly do. Quickly, quickly. Um, all time. Uh, Top of the uh, head. The, the, the Office. Nice. Oh. Nice, nice. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drake or Jay-Z? Um, I have to go with Drake. Just I knew you were going to do lose, that. Yeah, I lose, lose, you better, lose my dude. citizenship if I, if I didn't. <laughs> you better, dude. Tupac or Biggie? Uh, Tupac. Johnny or Jason Ward? Oh. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. Going with Haas. Go with Haas. There we go. That's, that's yeah, go the second time that That's the second time that's happened. That's good. Good that's answer. That's the second time that's happened. Okay. That was awesome, dude. You did really well. That was good. Good All right, job, good. man. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know what? Tell people where they can find you and find the website and find the podcast, please. Definitely. Uh, so starwarsunderworld.com. We got like all or a good portion of the Star Wars news up there. Uh, oh no, we get it. We get it all. Um, and then, uh, uh the podcast is Star Wars Underworld podcast. So you can find that iTunes, Google Play, or just listen through the website, starwarsunderworld.com. We record them Thursday nights. We actually record them live. So we have like a chat room and stuff. If you want to, if you want to tune in for that, there's a, the, the place to go is they're recorded on Mixler. Just search for channel 1138 for that. Um, and then it's uploaded to iTunes pretty much immediately there after or iTunes, Google Play, all that, all those places. And then, yeah, you can follow me personally. I'm at Dominic J 25 on um, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Those are the places to follow me. Now, you guys mentioned that I was a as a big Blue Jays fan. So I'll, I'll drop a little bit of uh, I'll, I'll explain my my Twitter handle because great. Uh, Dominic J 25. So Dominic J, Dominic Jones, that makes sense. But 25 uh is uh, or was uh carlos delgado's number yeah he was mm. favorite jay as a kid so I've, I've stuck with that so that's my little tribute to uh nice Mr. Delgado. nice that's an amazing amazing uh first baseman and yeah then t- and t- amazing, and DH. amazing uh amazing home run hitter big time yeah. home run hitter. And, and maybe it should be deserving of a hall of fame yeah, he's he's clean. Like four something so. i would have thought so but yeah yeah, he's, he's in the over four hundred Hall of Fame. Does that count for anything, guys? He's, Come on. he's in the Blue Jay Hall of Fame. <laughs> Shit, that's uh, it. He's in. The, yeah, he's, he's on the Blue, Blue he's Jays. In there with Joe Carter. Texas. He's in there with uh, George Taco Bell. He's in there with Dave yeah. Steeb. I know my Blue Jays. <laughs> is John Olerud in that Blue Jay Hall of Fame? John Olerud. That's right. Fuck. All right. Here's here's let me let me throw a Blue Jay name at you, uh, Kelly Gruber. I was oh, going to say that. Not I was only do I know Kelly Gruber as a stud third baseman, but he also played for the Angels and sucked ass for the Angels after he left. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Kelly Gruber. I got a great Kelly Gruber story. Okay, great. So um, when I was younger, I went to this. Um, so there's the, there's the everybody knows the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, right? So that's right. the 
big time one. So there's this there's this one in Canada, the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. It's in a place called St. Mary's, Ontario. And every summer they put on a baseball camp for people. You just go if you if you like baseball. It's like summer sure. camps, so yeah. except baseball themed. And the cool thing about it was because it was run through the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, they had all these connections so they could bring in people who were um, either uh, Canadian baseball players, former Canadian baseball players, or people who used to play for the Jays or the Expos. Okay. And so the week I was there, Kelly Gruber came for a day nice. to – to to be just be you know a roving instructor essentially essentially and go around to all the different things and they, you know like I remember he came to the came to our breakfast and somebody stuck up their hand and they asked him about the infamous non triple play. The Braves now are hitting the Blue Jays three to two. First and second with nobody out in the fourth in a scoreless ball game. First pitch to Justice. Well hit the center field. Devon White. Racing back to the warning track. Great catch up against the wall. And the runners passed each other. Pendleton went by Sanders. He has already been called out. Now they have Sanders in a rundown with a chance for a triple play. Gruber did not get him. Sanders made it back to second. In in the World Series in 1990. Oh, yes, that's right. And he sort of looks at this kid who was probably born in like 1996 kind of thing and goes, how old were you when that happened? Uh, and the kid goes, yeah, I wasn't born yet. Um, but then he came around to watch us play and, and give instructions. And he was, he was at the, uh, batting station when I came, when I went there. We didn't have, it wasn't a proper cage. It was just sort of like they were, the coach would throw the ball and you'd hit it. Okay. And I go up to the plate and I just start smacking them. I was so, I was so scared because he was there. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to embarrass myself from this, you know, world series MVP here. And, but I go up there and have like the best round of batting practice. Nice. In my life. And he looks at me and goes, you're a good hitter. I just, I was like, this, this is all I need. I can quit baseball. now. <laughs> That's awesome. My younger brother was also at this camp and he was at the station at the ground ball station when Kelly Gruber went to that station. And all Kelly Gruber said to him apparently was, your pants are too big. <laughs> <laughs> your brother probably had those baggy pants all the way down. Uh, well, no, they, they were proper baseball pants. They were just probably about two sizes too oh, big too for big. Okay. So, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So that's it. So yeah, I have this, uh, this signed Kelly Gruber baseball sitting next to me. It's like an actual used baseball from that, from that practice. Good. That's awesome. That's See, cool. that's, that's great. That's what's great about baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball always has these amazing little stories. Well, like mm-hmm. I said before, if the Angels and the Blue Jays make it to that wild card game, that's how bad we're, our teams are. We're striving for the <laughs> fucking wild card game. But if yeah. they do, then game here in Anaheim, it's on me. You come down. You find your way into Anaheim. I will take us to that game. All right. I, I'm, I'm in. Although I, I don't think the Blue Jays will be. <laughs> that's the only reason I offered. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's get into some voicemails. We got voicemails from Ollie, and we have a voicemail from King Tom. Nice. Yes. So, all right. Yeah. So let's listen to the king of all Toms, Mr. Royalty himself, King, king Tom. King Tam. King Tam. Gentlemen. The King! Arajo Press. Who and Les. How's it going, fellas? King Tom here. Um, anxiously, yet somehow patiently awaiting Spider-Man Homecoming. 
this Thursday. Um, and it's got me thinking a lot about the current setup of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, things are the way they are because uh, no one knew what to do with the movie properties 20, 30 years ago. They sold them off to whoever wanted to pay pay off. And it's been a mixed bag because MCU has worked out. Um, Hulk didn't work out, so they pretty much gave the rights to the Hulk back to Marvel. Spider-Man has been in this uh, friends-like will-they-won't-they they type of deal where no one knows if it's going to be part of the MCU or not. And the X-Men is separate. And, you know, I used to just like, I think it's been good that Spider-Man has come into the MCU. Um, and I used to think they should bring in the X-Men, too. But the more and more I look at things, I'm kind of glad that it's it's separate. Um, I know that, you know, Fox has made some dumb decisions. Um, and I think I'm glad they're, you know, like you guys mentioned last week, they're bringing in the Shiar, they're bringing in Lalandra, Dark Phoenix. I'm glad they're doing that, although I think that Dark Phoenix should be a seed planted that pays off several movies down the road. That's neither here nor there. Um, but I think that I'm glad that the X-Men are separate because they have their own universe. And while it would be cool to see them play with the other Marvel heroes, I just think it would be too confusing, you know, if, if you had Infinity War and all of those great characters that are going to be part of the Infinity War, if you have to add Wolverine and Cyclops and um, Phoenix, I just think it would really muddy the issue. And the X-Men don't need the Avengers um, while it would be cool to have some villains crossover, I don't think the heroes themselves need each other. And the Avengers don't need the X-Men, obviously. That's my take. My mind has changed on the issue. What do you guys think? Uh, anyway, good talking to you. Looking forward to hearing the podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy Spider-Man. I hope I enjoy it. And uh, thanks for a great podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. King Tom, thank you so much for that voicemail. I'm going to defer to the co-pilots here on this this evening's fight. Uh, Les and Boo, you want to take care of this? Les, go ahead. Okay, I'm going ahead. Uh, I kind of agree and disagree with you, Tom. I do like that the X-Men do have their own universe. But what is missing is that element of the total Marvel universe. Um, what is always happening is in the pages of books like the Fantastic Four and especially the Avengers, anytime something goes on with our mutants, the Avengers are almost always monitoring and they're on it. They're like, what the hell is going on? And we end up missing, as far as the movies go, we're going to end up missing one of the better slugfests that we've had in Avengers versus X-Men. Uh, and that was where the Phoenix Force was coming back. It was coming back to Earth to find its host. And the Avengers were like, oh, hell no. And they jumped up right away and they're like, we know what happened last time. We're not about to let this happen. And that's where you got the Phoenix Force 5, which I threw at Adam in our little geek throwdown. He was uh, able to get the answer right with some help from a bunch of people. Kind of cheated, in my opinion, but that's okay. He used one of his hotlines. He used a lifeline that we weren't supposed to have, but I'll that's okay. I'll be talking okay. shit on Adam because we're going to have him on. <laughs> I can't wait to have, have him, him on, on in a couple weeks. So <laughs> be some hostility. Cannot wait to have there. him on. Yeah. But I think we can't. I, I do think it will muddy some things up. And yes, it makes it convoluted. It stretches things out. And then you go, geez, how many superheroes can you have in one movie? 78. And yeah. Roger gave a funny answer. But the truth is, is I think it would help in some respects. Then again, though, I do like the fact that in most cases in the pages of the comics, these guys all operate on their own anyway. They do allude to certain events that happen in a sense. Yes, they all are in their own world. So I kind of agree with you on that. But it would be awesome to get a blood ties or it would be awesome to get Avengers versus X-Men or something like that.
Thank yeah, you. yeah, less. I, I would, uh, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Um, there's only so much you can have in one movie for the their epic, you know, mega mash movies. I think it would be great to have them all together. I would like, I would like it where they have all their separate worlds, like we have it now. There's the Avengers, there's the X Men. You know, there's Spider Man's doing his shit over here because he's such a big character, he can do it on his own, that kind of thing. But they're all aware. And they mm-hmm. all know of each other. Mm-hmm. And then and then when the shit really goes down, they all come together into one mega team. That's what I would like. Because having the separate worlds is nice. Because the X-Men are good enough characters where the shit they go through and the shit they can handle is good for them and them only. That's great. Right. The same thing with the Avengers and the same thing with Spider-Man and other people like that. That's awesome. But if but when, you know, the world the world is hanging in the balance, if all if everybody came together, that's what I'd love to yes. see. So yeah, so having it the way it is, but having a mega team up would be nice to see. Yeah, they could easily break something like Infinity War into three movies and yes. Avengers Infinity War and an X Men Infinity, Infinity War, War yeah. and then oh, Spider Man cool. Infinity War mm-hmm. and you know, or Guardians Infinity War, you know, and everyone has a piece of it and it all culminates at the end. Yes. It's a plethora of Infinity Wars. That's a plethora. Yeah. That that would be cool, but we probably won't get it. Nope. We talked about it earlier. Fox has dug their heels in mm-hmm. and I think they're just bunkered down in their little fort going, We're not coming out to play. So be positive. You never know. I think I I think there's a shot. I think that you know it, it might be I me so being too, I think there might be me being hopeful maybe because I'm a fan, but I think this whole Sony uh Marvel or Sony Disney thing might shed, uh, might, uh, give Universal a nudge to release, or not release, but, uh, partner with, with Disney to make a, a, a Hulk movie again, continue the series they already have, or something like that. I think if it makes enough money, which it will, yes. I think Universal will be like, huh. That's what, like we just said. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what's going to I think Universal might say, we want a slice of that yeah. pie, because that is some damn that's good pie. It's awesome. Thank you, King Tom. King Tom. The king of all Toms. Mm hmm. And let's move on. Let's move on to Ollie's voicemail. Your boy Ollie. That's right. It's our boy. <laughs> our boy Ollie. <laughs> Here we go. Ollie's voicemail. What the fuck is up, Sith heads? It's your boy Ollie. Just wanted to drop the most professional broadcast out there of voicemail on your discussion on Transformers last week. Guys, I was doing a little soul searching on the Transformers movie, and I wanted to give a little context. When I was a kid, and Araj, you'll remember it, and, you know, boo to a lesser extent because you're a little younger. Less, you'll obviously remember it. We know fucking King Tom and Richie and, and all us old fucking guys. Not as old as Eric Strother as he's fucking old as shit. But, the you know, all of us will remember Transformers the cartoon and how big that was at the time. So much so that if you remember the first Transformers movie, now I'm not talking about the Michael Bay Transformers, I am talking about the pinnacle Transformers movie, the one with Unicron, the one with the Matrix, the one that Optimus Prime died in. Like, that was a huge deal. I mean, the fact that a kid's cartoon at the time showed you know, heroes getting killed was gigantic. And I remembered the first time I saw that and, you know, they kick off the movie right away with, uh, you know, the Decepticon raid on the ship and they're just murdering Autobots back and forth. I'm like, oh my God. So 
that movie was the pinnacle. And if you ever wanted to make a perfect, you know, Transformers movie, that would be it. And it's so much so that, I mean, for those of us that are old as shit and remember a time even before blockbuster videos were everywhere, which you're really dating it. Man, when that movie came out on video, on VHS, you couldn't rent it at a regular video store. They were always out. There would be like maybe two or three copies and it was out for months. So I remember, because my parents didn't take me to see it, in the theater that when I finally got to watch it on VHS after the months of trying to see it, it was, it was like a religious experience. So that's the kind of love that some people have for this property. But I think one of the issues and where Michael Bay has missed the mark on this entire new series is how far they got away from the source material. And I know this isn't something new and I'm not, I'm not spouting anything novel. But I want everyone to remember that Transformers and G.I. Joe and He-Man were all toys before they were cartoons, before they were comic books. So the source material itself are those toys. So if the actual movies are about the Transformers, then they need to look like the Transformers. I'm not saying they had to be Generation 1, but... In no iteration of the Transformers in the comics or even television did they look like the pieces of shit that we got in the Michael Bay movies, in the live-action movies. And, and I think that's where they missed the mark, and I think that's what people hate about them. Sure, I mean, people love the action. You know, I love the action too, but i I got to be honest. I tapped out after Revenge of the Fallen. Like, that was it. I saw that one. I'm like, these fucking movies are just not for me. And I love the property, but I'm just, I just don't give a shit about these movies. I don't care. I don't care at all. So, you know, I really think that this is one of those series that needs another reboot. Just shut it down for a couple of years. You know, forget this stupid Bumblebee movie. Don't tie it into the old ones. Shut it down. So if I have to go protest on the street, shut it down, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's what I want. Shut it down. Reboot it like the old line. Make Optimus Prime look like a big rig. Make Jazz look like a fucking sports car. Uh, you know, make Bumblebee a bug, make Starscream a fucking jet, and make him look like Starscream when he transforms, you know, that's what I want. Uh, you know, again, you don't have to listen to me, but I'm sure that my voice is one of the ones that will make it another billion dollars. Stop relying on the Chinese market, stop relying on, you know, uh, you know, uh, other people to make this property make you money, you know, it was a toy line first, do do what Marvel did, you know, give it back to fucking Hasbro, you know, and make Hasbro actually like have to decide what happens with the um, with how they look. And then Michael Bay can just do explosions the whole time, but he's not allowed to decide how the fucking tone of the movie is or what the um, what the uh, Autobots and Decepticons look like. So that's it, boys. Just wanted to uh, spin a little yarn for you and look forward to hearing from you as usual. All right. Later. Ollie, you spun that yarn like a fucking G. Like, like a Rumpelstiltskin. Like Rumpelstiltskin. You bring it every time. You do. Ollie, you, you don't. heat, Ollie. You don't ever fucking disappoint. <laughs> Appreciate that call. 
And can't wait for you to bring it when we do Game of Thrones. So Ooh, that's great. Consider it broughten. It was, yeah. It's already I mean, been it's already brought. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I am. Uh, I agree with you on all fronts of that uh, voicemail, Boo and Les. What do you guys think, Boo? You want to go first this time? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I would have to disagree because one what? one of the greatest things I remember from the first Transformers was seeing them transform in a realistic way. Yes, in the cartoon show and having the toys, it was epic. It was great. You know, they they looked awesome, but seeing them. Mathematically, mathematically correct and 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 for it to make sense physics wise i thought it was pretty fucking awesome yeah yeah what yes. the very first one was i mean when you would see that when they when you see him transform with the cgi from back then yes that's that's what i'm saying that's that what was saying. pretty fucking cool it just got convoluted with their fighting and stuff and he got a little confusing yes but but in the first good. one but when you see it for the first time you see yes. them all standing there yes. and they all transform right in front of it's like a seeing the dinosaurs in Jurassic park for the yes first time. thank you and seeing that I, that yeah, was yeah. amazing but seeing it in the cartoon show and in the and like you said in the movie and having the toys yes it, it is a yeah, it is a different, I agree. It is a different thing, but seeing it on this big screen in beautiful HD and the CGI being 3D, top IMAX, notch yeah. was just like, holy shit. Like you said, a religious experience that for seeing that, I mean, like I wasn't sure how they were going to do it in the movie and seeing it, I was like, that's, that's, that's the way I want it to look. Yeah. If I were to meet Optimus Prime, that's what I want. Not, not the cartoon way, but that way where I'm just like, Oh my God, that's awesome. But it, it, and you it's see lost it, his luster. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. It has. That's why I said the first one. Yeah, when you see it for the first time, you're just like, Oh my God, that was cool. And seeing the, the, the pieces still moving and, and separating and, you know, you know, the, the, the wheels still, uh, adjusting themselves. I understand the and mechanics. And then his faceplate disappearing when he wants to talk like that. And then it going back up when he wants to, you know, uh, go into battle mode. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and then him not having an actual like lips, you know what I mean? Like, like they would just put like the lips on top of the faceplate, like in the cartoon. And that's one thing that I will not take away from the Transformer movies. Every single one of them, the, the special effects are ridiculous. Just top. They, they are amazing. Yeah. And, and one credit, one credit to Michael Bay besides the CGI. You're not allowed to give credit. To Michael I, Bay I can't, I can just one, just one. Um, and you know, uh, minus the slow-mo too. Uh, one credit is the man, the man has connections because he is, he is, uh, been able to utilize, um, military connections better than any other director I've ever seen because the guy is on legit air force bases. He's using legit aircraft carriers. He's using legit military aircraft. Uh, probably the people he has in his movies aren't just like stun doubles. He's probably, yeah. um, you know, special forces guys or guys who are still in the military. So I'll give him credit for that because his shit, when he, when he puts something in there and he puts people in there, they, they, they might not be used correctly but if they're in there they're the real deal so i'll give him credit for that if, if i'm not mistaken i think he's uh a producer on the last ship oh well yeah and and, and they use an actual like, battleship that's a yeah legit which is like battleship. an actual if you think about it it's a propaganda machine mm -hmm. for the navy yes but that's neither here nor there i kind of disagree with you boo oh, okay the issue is is i when i first when we first saw the first transformer movie and there's a lot of firsts there uh, the, the animated one or the Michael Bay the, one? The Michael Bay one. Ah. I really looked forward to seeing my G1 Transformers. Ah. And as in our age, our generation, that's what we wanted to see. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see that. I understand the science and the scale and the physics and, and making everything correct. But I was like, that's not Starscream. Like mm -hmm. I, I grew up watching Starscream. That is not him. Yeah. That is not jazz. Mm hmm. 
The only one that even stuck out that made me believe that it was was Hound. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, that's him. He's just going to be a gun tote and he's got his big gun on the back of him. Yes. Okay. I will take that. The rest of them were extremely disappointing. Oh, the CG was great. The yeah. special effects were great. The movie delivered, mm-hmm. but I was left with just a little something. I was uh, like, I okay. wanted to see my Transformers that I grew up with that movie. Like Ollie said, he's right. Every time we went to go rent that movie, it was gone. Sorry, we don't have any. Come back tomorrow. And I, we'd go three days in a row. And, still be and it'd gone. still be gone. People would. And we just came in this morning. Someone got it. Oh, it just came in. Someone got Let it. Let me tell you why it was gone. I worked at a video shop for six years of my life. Music slash video shop is because the employees stole it. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually probably the case. Because they would take it and probably make copies yep. for people. Rip copies and go. You, here just you, tell go. People, you just tell people they were rented. Yes. That's fucked up. That's and just go awful. ahead and make a bunch of copies and make, you know, 20, 30, maybe more money on the side. That's why there was never yeah. an Empire Strikes Back video where I worked. <laughs> I think they'd probably make a better GoBot movie if they really wanted to throw the fucking gauntlet down. I'm sure someone could do it. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it out now. I'm sure someone could come along Would and bring Copter out there and he'd fucking be badass, dude. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Ooh, he dropped the mic. Oh, he just man. dropped the mic. He's pissed. Your boy Ollie just yeah. pissed everybody off. Well, that fucking voice. Can't wait for Game of Thrones though, Ollie. Two weeks. Oh baby. man. Yeah, that's gonna be great. So thank you very much, Ollie. We appreciate your phone call and you take your time out every week to send us that. It's awesome. We appreciate all of you guys that take the time to call. Yes. Us. All right, Dom. Thank you again for coming on, man. This was awesome. It was a treat for us. And Thanks, um, we, we obviously our name is the Sith list, but we talk about all kinds of stuff, but our true, uh, my, my true love is always Star Wars. So to hear you talk about Star Wars is a, is a definitely a treat for me. And I know the guys as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you guys so much. This was an absolute blast. Awesome, man. Good. We'll definitely have you on again. Mm-hmm. If we didn't Please, scare you off. Come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the Gee, way, awesome. happy fucking Fourth of July. That's, that's right. right, everyone. And happy Canada Day. Canada Day. That's 150 right. years old. That country of Canada. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors up north. Everybody, keep your hands. Take keep off your hands the in, one, in one piece for the love of God. Do not Pierre Paul yourselves. Oh God, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, do yeah, not, yeah. Do not do. Use him as as. And if you guys don't know who he is, maybe you guys aren't in sports. Look, look up. up, look up Pierre Paul's hand. That's all you have to put up ugly fucking thing because he's stupid and he's lost millions of dollars for <laughs> well, us. He, got, he signed a big deal again. I know he did but yeah. but it, it, initially he did. He did. And, he uh, yeah, so everybody be safe. Don't do anything. Do not drink and drive. Uber, Uber everywhere. Lyft everywhere. Get a ride. Don't be dumb. That's right. Good call there. Nice PSA. This is a public service announcement. Alright, everybody. <laughs> we will see you next week on episode 48. With Get of the Sith List. <laughs> <laughs>